0: Tonight on Toasting the Classics, Patton is a 1969 war movie starring George C. Scott as the titular hero and Carl Malden's nose as Omar Bradley. Written by Edmund H. North and a pre-Godfather Francis Ford Coppola, it won seven Academy Awards including Best Picture and Best Actor. Patton was released during the height of America's involvement in Vietnam and satisfied both the nation's impulse to remember the last good war and the need to criticize war itself. So come along with us. Yeah, it's a long way to Bastogne but there are plenty of German guts to go around. We'll keep those tank treads greased. Treat yourself. Pop open a bottle of Armagnac and pin on that third star even if the Senate hasn't confirmed it yet. It's time for Toasting the Classics, Episode 2, Patton.
1: So
2: do you believe in reincarnation?
0: Is that the first question? That's the first question, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do I believe in reincarnation? Right. Not in that sense. Not in the sense that Patton does. Okay. Not at all. I think that's, you know, not something I'm into. Um, I do kind of think that, yeah, this is going to sound really metaphysical and weird if I get into it, but there is kind of, there is a version of it that I think is plausible. All right, like, which is what? Which is that we're all just like manifestations of the universe for like uh, a few years mm-hmm. essentially each person okay and we're all manifestations of that same uniform, universe okay. so in a sense we're all connected like that okay like every consciousness that bubbles up from the universe is part of the same thing okay and in that sense we're all the same things like a like a like a pantheistic kind of belief
2: Okay. You know, so, like, a collective consciousness? No,
0: no. There's no connection between the consciousness. I can't access your consciousness, but you're just a different part of the same thing as me that's bubbled up into a consciousness briefly.
2: But there's this connection. Like so, this. in a
0: sense, I sort of could almost be like, well, if that person that's having that bad day is me in a different guise. So I should be nice to that person.
2: Oh, I got but you.
1: i sort
0: okay. of thought along the lines of that. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not finished. It's not a finished. Thought. It's work in progress. Yeah so (laughs) I don't know if I articulated that in any reasonable
2: way but no you know it's interesting I don't know I mean they're they're, I don't I don't think I believe in reincarnation you know and what's odd about him and we're starting in a weird spot but they made in the movie they make that a really big part of him and there's like three or four very explicit parts where he says I remember marching through here like he you know I was with Napoleon's yeah. army, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was so cold and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, and and <laughs> we can talk about why the director chooses to do that, but at the same time... To make him look crazy. To I make guess. him look like yeah. a complete lunatic. Yeah, definitely. But uh, but at the same time, he reads the Bible every GD day. I was wondering. You know, he prays... How do you reconcile those two know. things? That's
0: not a, I don't know. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think some people just... Are prone to that kind of thinking. I don't know which kind of thinking—spiritual type thinking, religious type thinking. So it sort of spills over mm-hmm. into different things, and
2: you know, well, that's a good point. Actually, he was—he was a, was a pretty—I mean, he was a spiritual guy, obviously. And I think I don't know. Maybe there's something about when you get to that level. I mean, the last well, Bradley was the last five-star general. The last one alive. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but he was a five star when he finally got kicked out. Um, Patton was. I thought he was. They had him with four. I just watched a YouTube video with five. Either five in the movie. I think at the
0: end of the movie, he's only got either three or four. Is it four?
2: I'll have to look that up. I wish there was a way we can look. I wish we had this instrument. Yeah. Uh, that's funny because I remember thinking, because what is
0: it? They make a big deal out of him putting his third star on to begin beginning. Yeah, because the Senate hadn't confirmed him. In yet. North he Africa, just, yeah. right? Uh,
2: let's see, was Patton a five-star Maybe general? Maybe
0: he was a four when they when they canned him the first time for slapping a guy. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. He certainly had the kind of political responsibilities a five-star general would have. You know, like like working with the Russians and stuff. Yeah, like he, that. he was. He
2: made four-star. So. Okay. Brother me. Okay. Which is still nothing to sneeze at, but no. the the point is like when you when you make it up to that level. I think there's got to be some spirituality. There's got to be something cuz you can't be a robot. You can't be a mechanic, you know. You you have to be you have to be political and he always said I'm not a politician, but you got to be political. You have to be, able, to be political. You have to be able to You have to be political. Talk no, people, you, know? you have to be rhetorical. You have to be in an order of some type. Yeah, and he um, was that. He was all of that. But I think spiritual has to come into it because you have to believe in maybe not a higher power, but maybe a higher purpose or some ultimate reason why we're doing this. Otherwise, it's what's hard the to use? sacrifice
0: lives. Yeah, for any cause, <laughs> sure. if you don't believe yeah. something spiritual, I suppose in the cause at least. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean beyond like defending your immediate family or something you wouldn't like give your life right for like your country yeah I guess that makes sense like I could see that I could see that being true I don't know I haven't quite thought it through but yeah I see where you're going with it
2: right so. and it didn't have to be you know Christianity or a devout Christian or anything like that it just some type of higher and then at the same time to kind of believe in reincarnation and believe that he had done all of this stuff. I don't know. I mean, he firmly believed it. He really did. Like he, it seemed that way. He had he, it seemed that way. You know, had visions of himself riding into battle and stuff as a Roman legionnaire. And in the movie, I didn't see
0: anything else that made me feel like maybe he was crazy. I didn't really see any other symptoms. I know some people who think things like that, mm-hmm. and they tend to have some kind of like if you slip into magical thinking on a regular basis, mm-hmm. it's it's a symptom. You know, like I we had a babysitter one time who who told me one day that she spent a lot of time talking to animals and that they would talk back to her. <laughs> the and talking I, back to her took one that sets off. I took it, as a, the I took it as a metaphor. I thought uh-huh. she was like you know, I like nature, you know, sure. but it turned out she was nuts, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was a symptom of it. And I've seen other people like that too. But so I imagine mm-hmm. there might have been some of that if someone thinks that they're a reincarnated Carthaginian soldier. Right. right. But I didn't see any evidence of it otherwise.
2: I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder to what extent he kept that to himself until he became a general. Mm. You know. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, if you were a lieutenant or a captain or something like that, you go around telling your commanding officers, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm reincarnated. Uh, fought in Napoleon's army. Mm-hmm. You know, I fought with uh, Alexander the Great. Yeah. And uh, Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We fought alongside each other.
0: Didn't we talk about this last time with? Um... Gulag Archipelago, we talked about the idea that like, if someone has expertise mm. that they can get away, no, I think I was talking to my wife about something similar, <laughs> but if someone has expertise, they can be like you know, not just like they, they can uh, break the mold they and get, get, away, away, with things. With things. get yeah. away with things that yeah. other people can't get away with, and Patton from the beginning of his career, like from I think 1916 when he was in this area mm-hmm. actually fighting Pancho Villa or yeah. trying to find Pancho Villa he was an expert in motorized vehicles in like the first American Army operation using motor vehicles, right. so he was always on the cutting edge of that, and was the only person, especially in the high command, that had any understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And I think he just could get away with what's the thing with being idiosyncratic? Mm-hmm. If thinking you're reincarnated, I would definitely file under idiosyncratic.
2: <laughs> that's a good point. So that's a hobby. Yeah, he well, was a history. I mean. History buff, anyway. History so. buff, definitely. Yeah, yeah,
0: that and that was the thing where I, I kind of got the idea that they were playing up that the Germans, the smart Germans, could see what he was going to do, because of that kind of thing. They knew that he was like a military history buff, mm-hmm. and there's certain things that you're like, you know, somebody's going to do if they're fascinated with history. And Hitler right. was the same way. Right. Hitler directed operations based on things. From His reading of history, he was a broader historical reader, not just military history, yeah. but like you know, there were you know, naming the thing, naming the invasion of Russia Barbarossa and like insisting on doing it to try to beat Napoleon. I was gonna and say, even did though he not, did the he not, lesson did he, is, is how yeah, to do it, did
2: he not read that? That, the, yeah, the well, whole no. history of Napoleon,
0: no, apparently not. Well, I mean, as an example, Patton's talking about invading Sicily. Mm-hmm. And he sits there in a room of other people that I imagine have read Thucydides, and he's talking about Al- Alcibiades invading Sicily, mm-hmm. and how that makes it a great idea. And I'm like, is no one in this room going to bring up the fact that Alcibiades' invasion of Sicily was infamously disastrous yeah, for Athens yeah, and like failed. ended the Athenian right. empire? Like, are we right. not going to talk about that? Because yeah. that seems like an obvious point to me. I don't like, think.
2: I don't think. I think it was the point was that they both knew that Sicily was the key. To to for for, to, if for Italy to fall, you get you take Sicily. I don't think right. that he was going to do it the same way. Right. But I think they both saw that Messina and Sicily, you know, needed to, to fall because um, that was the key.
0: Yeah, I gather the dispute was that Corsica or Sardinia could have Sardinia totally been Sardinia. used as as. Was basis. it Messina, though? No, no. Messina is yeah. the the city, the yeah. the one that's across the strait. But from... To get up to
2: it, you mean? About well, the choice Corsica, was yeah. they needed
0: they needed a place <laughs> where they could. Get a little bit closer to Italy and the European mainland to be able to use bombers and things like that mm-hmm. to be within air cover as you were doing operations in Italy. Right. And they could have done Corsica, Sardinia, or Sicily. Right. But they chose Sicily. I imagine they chose Sicily because the lines from North Africa are shorter. I don't. Uh, I, I don't really see any other reason. Yeah. I mean, but it seems like the obvious choice right. to me. I don't really.
2: A lot of that's hearsay. I mean, I so I looked up the. Uh, I don't know if you you. Read the story of the making of the movie, of Patton the movie. Um,
0: Not in any detail, no.
2: So Patton's family never let them.
0: Oh yeah, Never worked that. with them. Yeah, yeah they I they they that. refused yeah. to work. They had with to wait them. till the wife died, right?
2: They still wouldn't work with him. The Patton family never worked oh, with okay. him. And huh. and the one thing that they wanted was access to his diaries, because that would have told him right. everything that he needed right. to know, right? right? And instead, they had to excuse me, they had to base everything off of a biography. Written by you know, obviously somebody else because it's a biography, and Omar Bradley's. Book. And Omar
0: Bradley's consultation, he was yes, there. No, his memoirs. But I think he but actually participated. No, in yeah, he was, was a consultant, a but yeah. but
2: it was based off of the book that he wrote, right? Too, and um, so we really don't know why he did really anything. Yeah. It'd be fascinating to find. I don't know if they've ever released the diaries. It'd be fascinating. Reminds oh, me when I, you know, watch so, yeah, a football game those.
1: and, and
0: <clears throat> they got the Redskins playing, and and they always ask the who? Emmett Smith, who? Troy Aikman, and like Tony Romo what they think of the Redskins. I'm like, why are we asking all cowboys? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Having the movie about Patton <laughs> yeah. made from the perspective of Omar Bradley, who didn't like him, who hated <laughs> him. Yeah. You know, the two guys were loggerheads their entire careers. Right. Career, so, right. So. You know, you get what you get. I don't know
2: what this fabled Redskins team is. Yeah, well. What are they called?
0: They're not. They're not. Which is exactly what I said was going to happen. I said, (laughs) yeah, even when I was a child, I remember looking up at the scoreboard and saying to my dad, that name is pretty messed up, isn't it? We really shouldn't have that name, should we? And he was like, no, probably not. Yeah. And I always said to myself, because we're the only city that's ever changed the team name for political reasons, as Mm -hmm. far as I know, when we changed the name of the Bullets to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. So we changed the Bullets, which is a cool name, and we ended right. up with Wizards, which is like, it took me 10 years to get used to that name and yeah. start rooting for the it's team. A it's a pretty lousy name.
2: It's a terrible name. Yeah.
0: And so what I kept telling people, I was like, I think we need to change the name, but I want the new name in writing right. before we agree to do it. <laughs> and what did they do? They didn't do it. The and so we ended up just team. not having uh, a team name, uh, which is exactly what I knew was going to happen, that something ridiculous like that would I happen. I know
2: we're going off on a tangent, but wasn't the... Uh, when, when the, wasn't the baseball team the Senators originally? Senators
0: uh, back in the day. We had the yeah. Senators up until 1960, maybe 1960, I think. Then they moved to Minnesota and okay. became the Twins. We got an I expansion see. team that played as the Senators again until 1974. Then they moved to Texas and became the Rangers. Okay. So we didn't have a baseball team for 30 years. Got a team back in 2005. But the Nats was always a nickname for the Senators, like the way that the Yankees are called the Bronx Bombers, Mm -hmm. or like what are some? Or you can call the Pirates the Bucks. Right. There's like a second nickname, and it was always the Nats. So they just went with that. I think is the history of the Senators. I think think there was a
2: basketball team back in the 60s and 70s though too. Called I can't. But I think they had a different basketball team in DC, yeah. Because one they did,
0: well, it was the Baltimore Bullets, and then they moved down and became the DC, the Washington Bullets, in about 1977. I'm not aware of any team, there might have been a smaller team before yeah. that, was that, that, was, that. Was a digression, that was That a digression, but I suppose that's the nature of the beast, right? Kind of yeah. going for that. What's that? We're kind of going for that, right? We like I think digressions so. are good, yeah. yeah.
2: So, we covered reincarnation, uh huh, yep. Um, Reincarnation and magical
0: thinking, it says in my notes. (laughs) Magical
2: thinking. Are those in your notes? Yeah. I actually use that expression
0: because that's what I was like. I I don't know what I would think of somebody. I was talking to somebody. You know, I went on a date with a girl one time, Mm -hmm. and I actually was really liking her. And we stopped, but we had like a nice dinner, and we went to like the bookstore afterwards just chatting. Mm -hmm. And she got out this big book about fairies and started telling me how she believed that fairies were real and I was wow. like I, and she I remember she put the book down for a second she looked at me and she's like this isn't going well is it and I was like oh my
2: yeah. god yeah is it a blind cool.
0: date no it was just somebody I met at a party and then we went out later she
2: on turned out day, to be a kook yeah have you ever I mean, bothered to look somebody like that up maybe I was too judgy I don't know but I mean look somebody like that up on Facebook and just see like are they do they own like a like a you know some type of I think this girl got married tarot reading you know, did nothing crazy nothing or, crazy yeah. no. she do like you know, asked her she will she read your palm or something? Now does she?
0: She might have done that then. I don't know. Maybe that might have been. You know, <laughs> I mean, I went out with a girl who's was a massage therapist around the same time, so. so I guess I was hanging out with hippie chicks. Yeah, apparently. Let's so, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: how that happened. All right, back to we were talking about a movie, weren't we?
0: We were. Yeah. All
2: right. uh, you know what? The one thing <clears throat> that I was I was really really disappointed in in that movie. Okay. Is that they stole the theme song of Police Academy. To yeah. to make that And do you know what other movie, movie
0: used almost the same music? Right. <laughs> and by the way it just ran with Patton? Like just
2: just we talked about this movie last time, it was Red Dawn. Red Dawn has the same Did music. It? Okay, okay, so there's that there's a Is that was that Red Dawn that used that? I think so. I wow.
0: think so. I had okay. to go back and watch the movie. Yeah. But there were other scenes. Like there's a scene where um Patrick Swayze's talking to the like the, like actual military guy that joins them, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, look at the claymores up in the trees," and like sets off the bombs in the trees, mm-hmm. and they fall. And it's like yeah. that is in Patton. That attack is like filmed based on what happened in the movie really. Oh, yeah. interesting. A whole bunch yeah. of stuff like that. The I mean, tanks not, in the snow, the tanks in the snow. Yeah, the I guys get, attacking them in the snow I with guess the white a, uniforms. A, a whole, you could you get can that. tell that the guy yeah. had watched Patton. It was it was that I was maybe his favorite war movie. Yeah, it was a lot of the DNA that movie
2: in there. But just to have police academy use the Patton. Thing. did they yes it's right I mean it's right. huh. the opening credits for Police Academy okay,
1: start, okay. starts with that i sure it's
2: not just similar no I think it's the same one okay And then, right. so that was uh, they were nominated for an Academy Award I don't know who got the Academy Award so it was 1970 you mean the score yeah hmm. so original sure so. original score so let's I see um 1970
0: uh, Oscar for film score is not something to have at my fingertips just I kind of know the best pictures a little bit but not that one wait was Patton best picture it was yes, right yeah yes, that's what I thought because right. I think I had made a list of movies that were best picture and I just kind of want to watch them all at some point um, so that was that was how this made my list
2: so is it, would it have been nineteen seventy 1970 or nineteen seventy one Oscars? It came out nineteen seventy.
0: Well, it would have been the show in nineteen seventy one, but yeah, it was the nineteen seventy Oscar. All
2: right. Well, it didn't matter. So nineteen seventy was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for the score. Yes, and then um, Love, the love the story. Raindrops falling on my head. And I guess the love story. Love story nineteen seventy one. I've never heard of that. I've heard of
0: it. it. I've I never it. heard of it. They talk about it in um, in uh, what's the one with Meg Ryan and. Tom Hanks. Is that Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah. Isn't that all about love story where they're going to meet on the Empire State Building? I have no idea. Oh no, I think that's a completely different... I've never heard of it. That's a story. different movie they're talking about. My bad. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which they referenced Dirty Dozen, which is kinda of similar mm-hmm. to Patton. Dirty Dozen I think holds up better. Than Patton? Than
2: I think so. It's still fun to watch. <clears throat> Maybe Patton was What's a different play? kind of movie though. Yeah, it's a different kind of I mean of movie Dirty part. Dozen was was really was a shoot 'em up and God, I really love that. I love Dirty Dozen. It's such yeah, it's a, a good, good movie. movie. It's a good movie. Um, and yeah, it's just a completely different type of movie. The pad the bi—this is a biopic, right? And it's mm, not really though, because it's just when he's in the military. It's just in World War Two. It's II. not even as much as a yeah, biopic. Just as World War like
0: II. Lawrence of Arabia, which at least goes to the rest of his life to some extent. Not really,
2: Lawrence of Arabia. Picks but it up. starts with
0: him dying. You know, it shows him dying. Yeah. In, the car, in the motorcycle. The motorcycle ride. accident, right? It's a little bit more of a coda. Yeah, it's pretty much just his activities in World War One. Yeah, so this is pretty much what that is. This is just right. Yeah, what I mean, did it he
2: picks do? up because this is what made him. I mean, this is what he was a general. He was mm-hmm. a brilliant general already. Mm-hmm. But you know, geez, he'd been in the you know he's a West Point grad, Virginia Military Institute grad. He'd been in the army thirty something years. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was going to be either a <clears> general. <throat> well, he was going to be a general, right? Right. With all that, you know, uh, that grooming, I guess. And But this is what tested him. This is what he wanted. Well, that's why
0: he's so upset when he's not in the war after they invade France. He wants to do this. He He
2: sees himself as leading men into battle for a great cause or something like that, right? Right. In a desperate situation. It's kind of like, you know, it's funny in a way. This this is really way out there, but Catcher in the Rye. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Um, Main character's name, uh, what's his name again? Holden Caulfield. Holden Caulfield. You know how he he would imagine stuff? Like like he would always imagine himself right. like he would imagine like somebody's gonna you know, stick some up and you know, and, and it was almost it was like this just a, these what a kid does. And that was kind of the whole thing. What Caulfield was. It's kinda like daydreams, right? Yeah, like daydreams. But they're like these either he's the hero or something sensational happens to him. I still, I still, do him. That. I still right. imagine things, yeah. So that's a little heroic. That's sort of what he myself. what he you know, what he was doing. I always saw myself as you know. As, as leading men into, you know, battle for a great cause or something like that. Like, he can daydream and see himself doing that, you know. Sure. Just kind of a weird, I don't know, just a weird little little tick, you know. Mm. But again, you don't know if he if really said that or if if it was just all BS because we don't have the diaries, so. But do we not? Did history not end up with the diaries? I don't really know because... Well, that movie all, that movie didn't hit up, end up with the diaries. So no, the all movie you didn't do, work from them. All you I could do is speculate whether, based on what other people said about him. Right. You know? And right. a lot of people didn't like him. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, some of the stuff is pretty boneheaded. I don't really care about the slapping incident. I mean, I didn't really... <clears throat> that's weird. That's a weird thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the thing with, like, antagonizing the Russians was like, what do you think... Like, I didn't get that. Yeah. That's, that's like, what are you trying to do here? Like, this is clearly not your job to predict what the next war is going to be yeah. and be a jerk to the people that are our allies yeah. in this war. You know, and I think we talked about this last time, but they were clearly bad guys. Yes. Like, as well. I mean, yeah. but, you know, that's not your job as a general to well, make those decisions, you know.
2: Then look at MacArthur in Korea.
0: He got himself canned. And right? Because he wanted, he wanted to do the he same thing. to attack the
2: Chinese. Yeah. And,
0: I mean, and he was right... Truman was right to <laughs> hand his
2: ass. Well, I don't know. I mean, you you look you look back at history, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know how much pain would we have avoided on either case? That's right? on the president to make that call. That's them. true. It's but not on the general to you're, you're start you're antagonizing right.
0: the other side into causing a war. That's different. well, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. the chain of command, <laughs> I don't.
2: But, I, mean, I don't disagree there. Well, it's but, not but, but, right but 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 foreseeing foreseeing the problems that are going to come up right. as a result of these. You know, a-holes, you know, doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and and he saw that. He saw how they were. Saw how they I think acted. Everybody saw. it. Yeah. everybody saw. Everybody, and and everybody MacArthur did, did the same thing in Korea. So that's why he got canned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep.
0: Um, and then was it was it Eisenhower
2: year. that replaced him in Korea? I think so. No, right? it
0: was Matthew Ridgway in Korea.
2: Really? I thought I like, just mm-hmm. when Ike went to Korea.
0: No, I- Ike was president.
2: In 52, fifty-two, yeah,
0: 50 to fifty-two. Well, he might have fired him. He might have fired him, and but Ike w- was, was president. Truman was still president? Yeah,
2: Ike was president like fifty-eight. No,
0: Ike, Ike would have been elected in nineteen the nineteen fifty-two election and started in fifty-three. Okay, so he, he yeah. was president for the Korean War, but he had been. not at the firing of, of MacArthur. Yeah, I
2: think
1: that's that was true. True,
0: yeah. But yeah, what Ike? What, I don't think Eisenhower was actually still in the army at the time. I think he was just like a politician already. I don't know what he did between the end of World War One, World War Two, and becoming president. I think, I
2: think he was, I think he was a uh, general. I
0: don't know. I don't know. It's not in Korea. It's Matthew Ridgway was in charge in Korea after, uh, after, after MacArthur left. That much I'm confident about.
2: Yeah. How confident?
0: Confident that it wasn't Eisenhower, hundred percent. Not, not the general in Korea. Not the general in Korea. That's confident. I believe Matthew Ridgway just replaced MacArthur as being in charge of Korea. There may have been some interim guy. But I'm not sure. 100%. Yeah, I and mean, being he was really cavalier about keeping Nazis in power. Yeah. That was He yeah. definitely... I mean, I know they had to do that. Right. And we made that mistake in Iraq, not keeping Ba'ath Party right. people in power. But you needed to be like, I'm sorry, this sucks, but this is something we have to do. And not like, well, I'm just going to put a Nazi in charge of things. You know, you, you don't want to be like flip about <laughs> right. it. You know, it's a little... It's definitely not uh, um, ideal. By the way, mm-hmm. one word they used in this movie that I want to bring back for Germans is the Boche. I want to start Boche. calling Germans the Boche again. I love that. I used to read a lot of World War One. Oh, that was
2: in uh, French, right? Yeah, French. Yeah, but they used to use them, it in
0: yeah. Britain, too. They used to call them the Boche. And I was like, oh, we got to start using that again. Run into some Germans. Or Huns. Actually, Huns is pretty good. I like Huns. Huns a is lot. Huns is pretty good. Yeah, Huns
1: is good. What,
2: I wonder where that came from. That was from World War One. I mean, just what they Just them the
0: thinking of them as being barbaric <clears> throat> savages throat> like the Huns, I guess. I, I'm guessing. Well, was that was a yeah, one.
2: that was a Germanic barbarian like tribe. The Huns, mm-hmm. the Huns right? Well,
0: yeah. no, they're not Germanic. The Huns were not Germanic. The Huns were from the steppes. We don't 100% know a lot about who the Huns were. Some people think mm-hmm. they're connected to this people that fought against the Chinese that show mm-hmm. up in Chinese records called the Xiongnu, and we don't 100% know they're connected, but they're somebody from Central Asia. They're not Germans at all, the Huns.
2: And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why you don't play him on trivia night. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: not when it comes to that kind of thing, right? <laughs> oh, we got the train going by. Yeah. That's lovely.
2: Also, yeah. you won't be able to hear it at all.
0: No. Yeah, yeah. You know, only everything's rumbling.
2: Right. Um, okay. So went over the theme. What What are some other things that you've got got written down there over some of your notes? Oh
0: well, I mean, like that open speech, uh-huh. right? Like to to start with that. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think of the the? Would it would be the director. No, it'd be like the writer. and By the way, do you know who wrote the script? Yeah, yeah. Um, Francis Ford Coppola. Isn't yeah. that funny? Yeah, that I I didn't know. I mean, that. with yeah. another guy, but right. Yeah. So he wrote Best Picture in nineteen seventy. Right. Directed Best Picture in 1972 and 1974. Right. So this man's personally responsible for like three. But didn't best he write? Didn't
2: he write the screenplay of... for Godfather too? I think so. Yeah. So he would have gotten. I think he got Best Screenplay too. Yeah. So I think he best just
0: nailed picture I mean, he was director. Basically dominated the 70s. The yeah. movies from yeah. 1970 to 1975. Do you so
2: know, what one of his best friends was George Lucas. Is that right? Yeah. And so Cop- Coppola, I, there's some weird for that. THX was a movie that. Uh, Lucas D H
0: X one one three eight.
2: Yeah, Coppola had some. Do
0: weird... Do you know when they go get the princess on the Death Star? Yeah, she's in cell block one one three eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but Coppola had some weird connection with that, like because they were all like buddies in film school at USC. That makes stuff. sense. And uh, and um, they were all helping each other out because they're all they're all poor like you know, independent filmmakers and stuff mm-hmm. before you know any of them got anything. I I can't remember what what the whole story was. I have to admit the reason I know any of that is because my kids had one of those. Who was George Lucas? Books. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was My, son, it. my son loves yeah. those books. Yeah, they're great
0: books. You'd, but... you'd hate it. He got one on Kamala Harris the other day oh, at the, the bookstore, and he was like. You know, sitting in the back. Why would I, I hate that? Why do you say I hate that? I don't that? know. I I'm just assume that Harris might not be your favorite person in the world. But he uh, was, okay. he was reading from the book. Like as we drove home, and I was like, I'm so proud of this kid. Like this is this is such yeah. a good kid. I mean, and that you know what they had though? Huh. They're actually short versions of Who Was books. that normally I want to say like a hundred pages, yeah. and these are like forty five because they're just modern figures. Mm-hmm. One of them is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh
2: God, it was great um, a Thunberg. Is, she, there, yeah, is there yeah. one? Okay. She has one she See, has this one is one. like
0: these people are probably not going down in history. I don't think. Like, I mean, Greta Thunberg, I think no. won a Nobel Peace Prize, didn't she? She was nominated at least. Okay.
2: How dare yeah. you! I can't How remember. How dare what you? She actually, wanted, but, um, actually, she was at the U.N. He you know, mm-hmm. saying, "How dare you!" And yelling at people. Oh yeah, yeah. oh that,
0: that's right. Yeah. yeah. People were pretty mean about her,
2: but. Anyway. <laughs> well. I'll save my opinion about you know my daughter sat next to
0: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on a plane and like got a picture with her and sent it to me yeah. and I was like you're literally on the way to college and you've already been turned into like like a leftist <laughs> it's like it's pretty funny yeah
2: not even there yet
0: I was just kidding with her though she's not she's actually that was pretty funny though I was like yeah I would have done that I would have taken a picture with her too sure why not, why not she's right? famous yeah absolutely who cares who she is take a picture with Michael Jackson <laughs> ask, her to,
2: ask her to make a drink for me yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> no why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I worked as, as a as a waiter and like a bartender son in my, in my youth. I didn't realize it was quite the ticket to to political stardom and and like and martyrdom. Yeah. That it actually seems to be. Seemed like a good job to me when I was a young guy. Right. Uh, didn't really seem like a cross to well, bear. professional
2: professional, you know, servers prior to COVID. And depending on what yeah. state you live in still um I mean it's professional. It it's a professional gig. Absolutely. I mean uh Vegas for example has uh you know, they're unionized over there and so the the um, so all the, the hotels and casinos, you know, pay a really good wage and they get fantastic tips. Oh bet they do. Um, so they, they make really good really good wages. Where are we now? You know, one thing I did look up was uh so Scott was uh George C. Scott considered himself a moderate conservative I always thought he was a liberal for some reason I don't know why I thought that maybe because he was in uh, uh, Dr.
0: Strangelove well these um, movies Dr. Strangelove and this one mm-hmm. on some level you have to take them as like anti-war films right Right. so you would think yeah. that's left leaning but not really why does it have to be I mean who's pro-war right that's not a thing you want to be <laughs> so it's like especially like John McCain nuclear war huh. you know Yeah. I, you think John McCain was
2: pro-war he was a hawk and he, he could he, be he could be but I don't you know, know I mean just, but Hillary war is was too. a positive good. Hillary is too well I mean Hillary they, that was too that's, that was right. a, that's a solution to, to issues is, right. is, is let's go bomb them and attack them and stuff like that and you yeah. know there's people on both sides that feel that way but yes, the, I, don't, I don't know why you know, I guess maybe it was because this is I mean this is so this came out it was shot in 68 69
0: um, I mean it's in the middle of the Bureau of the right more,
2: so, so I'm gonna, and I'm going to look this up um M.A.S.H. was made, I'm going to say, 71, 72, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, the Mash. film M.A.S.H.? Yeah, the movie. Yeah, maybe. That, the sounds, movie? that Mash. sounds about right.
0: Was, uh, I don't think I've ever actually watched the film of M.A.S.H.
2: So the sitcom started in 72, mm-hmm. but... Um, so we still had Troops Mash. in Vietnam when M.A.S.H. started. I didn't even realize that. So the, the novel came out in 68, 1970. A film yeah. in 1970, okay. Yeah, yeah. Another one, Catch-22. Did you ever watch that one? Watch it? Yeah, Catch Me No, 22. I read the book, but I haven't actually watched it. Um, so that one, with I think Alan Arkin, sorry, nineteen seventy. So okay. you've got these, you've got these ironic movies, right? Catch 22 Mash, written in the sixties, clearly anti-war, came out the same year. They both came out the same year as Patton.
1: Well, now this think one
2: that. is more ambivalent about war. It's not.
0: <sighs> We're well, not getting hit in the face with an anti-war message.
2: Well, you got a couple of things. First of all, you're you're looking at, and this is weird to think about, but you're looking at 25 years removed from the end of World War II, 1970. Right. Right? It just blows your mind that it could be that close to anybody. Okay, so 25 years ago, Mm -hmm. World War II ended. And we're looking at this guy, and he would still be alive probably had it not been for a car accident. Right. Right? Which some say he was assassinated. Is that, the what pa- is that what happened to Patton?
0: Yeah, Pat I was thinking that. I thought I remembered that, but I wasn't um, sure. There's a
2: whole conspiracy theory about that—that okay. that the Russians I did it to him. But anyway, well, they might um, have. But so he would—he would have still been alive, probably, just like Bradley was alive when this, you know, movie was made and came out and everything mm-hmm. else. And I mean, they were contemporaries; they are the same age and everything. Yeah. So, 25 years ago, so you can't it's deny. It's been way
0: longer since the movie made, was made. Than now than it than was, was for, World for them, war II yeah, the right. End. It's crazy. You know, I realized that about Gone with the Wind. Oh, I know. Gone with the Wind, the film, yeah. is closer in time to the actual, the actual Civil yeah. War than it is to us. Now, that's weird. Just like, like Back to the Future, which sucks. Back to the Future is yeah. closer to. 1985 was closer to 1955. Yeah, yeah, sure, than sure, than we are to the. Sure. Well, 2015. The we already had right. that year, yeah. yeah.
2: Right. But, uh, okay, so the thing is, like, so if you look at just the war, World War Two was justified. Right, it was a justified war. So you can't, you can't argue that. Um, nobody would argue that that World War II is justified. Um,
0: no, it'd be more like you'd argue about the way it was waged.
2: And perhaps, like like, perhaps, but it was. Or just
0: about the fact that Hitler, I
2: mean, Hitler was a despot, needed to be stopped. As was, uh, uh, you know, Japan imperialism had to be stopped. But you could
0: a hundred percent agree with those things, but still see the actual fighting of a war is just tragic and just a terrible right. thing. Nothing positive about it whatsoever. Oh, you know what?
2: This is really kind of weird. You
0: know all those guys that had to go over there and die? It was just a bad um, thing that happened. There was nothing good about it.
2: I, I heard, heard somewhere, somewhere that uh, for congressional war resolution, there was one congressperson that voted... Jeanette Rankin. Yeah, she voted both against World War One and World was War. Was she in for
0: World War I, I, I believe really so. World War
2: One. She was the yeah. only
0: female congressman I and think at the time. I think she voted against both of them. You know what? I don't think she was the only one. She yeah. she was the
2: first female congressman. I believe, Jefferson but she Kessel was not the
0: only one at the time. She voted against World okay. War Two.
2: Lifelong pacifist. I could have sworn she voted, voted against, I against. I know she World voted World. against World yeah. War Two. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. yeah, she voted against she World, World War One and I World I didn't War Two. At least she's consistent. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, that's true. Well, you but can in, be. Can, you can be a. In any person. case,
2: for for almost everybody, it was a justified war. Sure. There's one person we know that that it was not justified for. Right. Um,
0: well, Charles Lindbergh didn't want us to fight against the the Germans
2: yeah but he was sympathetic yeah. <laughs> that's a different different thing although he came around at the end Did he, though they though they put him in the Pacific theater they were careful to do that yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah he was uh, every
0: everybody could agree we should be killing the Japanese apparently right well you
2: know he was cleaning out Indonesia I think
0: there's a lot of when you watch World War II movies that took place or sorry that came out within those first 30 years after the war mm-hmm. there's a lot of like seeing the Germans as not such bad guys now, I don't necessarily think every German was right. a terrible person, right? But nowadays, you would never depict World War II with the villain, with the enemy, as being anything but just right. barbaric, evil. All yeah. Nazis. Every everybody's a died in the wool Nazi, and you know, but they was, weren't. See, Nazi no, Nazi was were. a political of
2: thing. Of course, they
0: weren't. They got taken and, over, and you had
2: regular soldiers, mm-hmm. and you had Nazis, and you had the SS. Yeah, right. And the SS was totally different from the from the regulars, which were just you know uh, soldiers that were you know. Drafted.
0: So, so my mom worked with a woman who was German mm-hmm. at her gallery. My mom had an art gallery in Virginia. And this woman was German, and she had grown up during the war. And she came in one day with a portrait that she did of her father. Mm-hmm. But she did the portrait of her father in his SS uniform. Oh, Jesus. And my mom was like, I this get, is not something that we yeah, could have yeah. at the gallery. And she was yeah. like, What do you mean? He was it was just his job, you know? Right. right? He was like, No, no, sorry. Yeah, no. that's SS it wasn't a job to be SS. That was that was a no. different thing, man. No, that was I think you had political you know, that was how you got into the SS. That was, that was, a, those are believers. That's guy. an yeah, that's exactly. an ideologue. Um, exactly. And uh I think a lot of Germans found themselves in a situation where kind of like what we have in America today, where mm-hmm. people are polarizing pretty rapidly. Yeah. where we've got people moving to the far right and towards the far left. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think we're going to get to this the point that they got, but in the interwar years, that's the situation they had. Some people were communists, some people were Nazis, and a lot I'm of sure. regular Germans were like, I'm going to get destroyed if I don't pick sides in this thing.
2: Well, the regular Germans, I mean, before Hitler, the regular Germans were broke, man. I mean, they
0: were well. Yeah, they were depression, and that's one of the main things that separates us from them. Is we don't actually have a lot of real problems today. We really don't. We're, we're a very affluent, well-off <laughs> yeah. country. Right, we're very lucky that way. We don't have life. problems like that. But
2: have. I mean, uh, you know, I have uh, the first guy, the first job I ever had. This guy's dad um, would come in, and, and it was uh, at this kind of like hobby store. And so I was like selling retail at this hobby store, and, and his dad would come in.
1: Mm-hmm. This
2: is back when you could smoke in uh, in, in establishments, mm-hmm. and uh, and he would come in and like sit, just sit in a chair like a rocking chair, and sit there and in his kids and his son's shop. Now his son at the time was like in his fifties. This is like thirty years ago, and um, and his name was Carl, and, and Carl was in World War Two, and uh, Carl with a K, no the C. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, and this he, is not
0: a, a cow. It wasn't like a German. No, no this wasn't German. This this was, a German. This was another is
2: American. Story. But, but okay. he, uh, so he joined, he, he had a really cool story. He joined uh, the U.S. Army in like 1937 or something at 14 years old. Hmm. His mom lied because you could join at like 15, I guess, with your parents' signature or 16 imagine, or something. Can you imagine? 14 years old? My daughter's 14. She could barely tie her shoes. In any case, and I, at 14, I, I could do nothing. I was worthless at 14. You know, reading comic books and playing the GI Joe. Well, you Jones. could have
0: handed me a rifle and I could have walked with it without yeah, <laughs> yeah, falling I would, down. Maybe would have yeah. shot myself yeah, with it, probably. Don't, yeah, no, no, I didn't but, say anything about shooting anybody. <laughs> I just mean I would have been able to not fall down. But at
1: fourteen, he
2: so he joined the army at fourteen. I was like, why the heck would you join the army at fourteen? like poor. It was what else would you do? What else are you gonna do? He, he said he got like thirty bucks a month mm-hmm. and like two cartons of cigarettes. So he was smoking at fourteen too. Apparently, nice. And uh, so that was a big deal. Thirty bucks a month, man, that was huge. And so. By the time World War Two started, but by the time we got into it in '42, he'd been in for like five years, so he was like an old timer, even though he was 18 years
0: old. And the U.S. Army was tiny.
2: And, yeah, U.S. Army. The when, when he got in, so when well, he, he talked. He would talk lot. about drilling with, um, with uh, wooden weapons, yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. But he had been in so long. He was in. Uh, he was a ranger, and at the time, he said rangers were just scouts, like so they were the a, ones that he was he would a go. Oh yeah, he went. D-day. He he Rangers, invaded. He Rangers invaded. Rangers
0: are the ones that had these scale up. He invaded uh,
2: Africa, uh, Italy, and and uh, Europe. He yeah, all three of the invasions, hard. made it through the entire war. But he always told the story about this one time that he was he was asked to transport these prisoners, um, these German soldiers, to wherever, right, to some holding place to to be sent off to POW, and. Um, one of the guys spoke English and so they're like walking along or whatever they're doing and, and he just asked him, he's like, why are you guys doing this? You know, why are you fighting for this crazy Hitler guy, you know, and mm-hmm. all this other stuff? And by this time, the Germans have been fighting since 38, you know, or 39. Right. I mean, they've been fighting for a long freaking time. And he yep. said, well, look, we were totally broke. Pretty much what we are in the midst of the Depression. He's mm-hmm. like, we we're completely broke. And this guy comes along and says, you know what, it's not your fault to be broke. And World War one the one thing about World War one they always said, the Treaty of Versailles blamed Germany for everything. When it wasn't completely Germany's fault. Yeah, I right? probably
0: will get flagged for saying this, but yeah. Hitler did have a point about the Treaty of Versailles. Well, the Treaty of Versailles... That was the one thing where he did actually have a legitimate point. But it did They, they all did. I mean, every,
2: everybody came down on Germany when Germany was holding up its treaty. I don't particularly
0: you know? think Germany was responsible for World War One any more than any of the other combatants right. were. That's true. I mean, I, they yeah. were the strongest country. Well, in I ball. mean,
2: you know, history but, history has shown that it's just this stupid series of treaties everybody had, and it was it was a much. big I mean, political they, quagmire. They violated you know, the neutrality
0: too. of Belgium, but that's the kind of thing that a lot of combatant nations do. That was not. Um,
2: but to, but to sit there and you know. Have to swallow pride, admit blame, and play uh, pay reparations to everybody, mm-hmm. and give up land that wasn't that was never contested to begin with, the Rhineland, you know, to give it up to 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 France because France just wanted it. So oh yeah, we're going to take this yeah. land too, and all this other stuff, right? right? And he's like, so so you know they were the they were they a were the low. I mean they they were just as low as you can get. They're kicked around. Plus, they're totally depressed, and this guy comes along and says, "You know what? It's not your fault. We're a great country. We can do things and for don't ourselves."
0: Forget, he, he knew whose fault it was. Uh, yes, he it, did. Hitler had yeah, an he, answer for that question. Yes, he
2: did. So that was. But but the point of this guy was he put us all to work. You know, he right. built roads. He built all these. He had all these these uh, major, uh, you know, improvements, infrastructure improvements. They yeah. built the autobahns, everything else. Put everybody to work. Everybody was having a good time. It is surprising you know,
0: to me that more Germans on the Western Front. Uh-huh you know, especially after the D-Day invasion, mm-hmm. didn't just surrender to the Allies. I don't understand why more people didn't just say, why yeah. am I fighting, why I am I doing this? No, I agree with All that. All I'm doing is, prolong- is giving more territory to the Russians now, I, I agree. the agree. I fight. I,
2: I, think, I think they were probably brainwashed, you know, I mean, to, might, to I mean, a, I know a the big SS extent. Were, but no, the just, SS absolutely That's not most of the Army. And, and the let SS. me make it clear, I am not justifying anything the Germans did, but um, for a regular soldier, you know... Um, this is just the answer that he gave to mm-hmm. to to my friend, my old friend Carl, who's long since passed. You know, when he said, Why did you guys do it? Um but and my mom's friends uh, her
0: her answers had a lot to do with nobody knew what was happening to the Jews and stuff like that. That was her excuse. I think that's and that was BS, think, total BS. Yeah. I think there was pretty yeah, obvious what was happening. I think it was totally BS because it
2: would get out. You know, if you were a soldier in the front in Russia in, in 19, what was it, when did they invade, 43 or whatever it was? Uh, when was Barbarossa's? 41, right? 1941. Yeah. Right before we so, got to so, the so, So let's say you're on the far eastern front, you're, you, you're miles from home. If you get a letter from, from you know, the from the families back home, they're going to say, hey, do you know what happened to the Goldbergs Yeah, next door? You know, it's going to get to you,
0: yeah. you know? You would think so.
2: Would I think, think so. I think so. You think it had so. to, you know? You would think so. But, but
0: certainly they knew something terrible was happening. They yeah. may not have... I'm not sure anybody knew that, like, how, the extent of how horrible it was. You know, they were putting babies in gas chambers <sighs> and stuff like that. But, like, um, I think they knew that they weren't... You know, that something bad was happening mm-hmm. to them. I mean, there were people that thought that they were going to... That Jewish people were going to be resettled somewhere. Yeah. Conquered from France, like Madagascar or something like it's that. It's hard,
2: but, you know. It's hard to. It's it's looking back. It's always hard to think like, how could somebody have that much control over somebody's mind, right? But but it it certainly happened. You know, there's a part in the movie um, that I just want to I just want to mention because it it would be lost had it not been for my friend. You know, my old friend saying that about that German soldier, that they were just like us. And in yeah. fact, uh, Stephen Ambrose, if you've ever read um, uh, Easy Company, if you've ever read the, his book about... The one that... Uh, that led to the Band, Band of Brothers, Brothers yeah. Based on so if you ever read that book, he he talks about how the men of Easy Company identified more with the Germans than the English. But the no, English were, were completely, culturally completely different. They They... They acted different. They had just a different air about them. They're a bit arrogant. Oh, was like a of,
0: yeah, was the old George Bernard Shaw quote that Patton talks about, that we're a people divided right. by a common language right. because we yeah. can talk to them, so we get annoyed with them. But the
2: Germans you know? seemed... It's like a yeah, sibling relationship. Like the German civilians. Right. All seemed down to earth. They seemed a lot more like Americans than the English did, and they identified with yeah, them. Yeah, I can't It's not right. Stephen
0: Ambrose. It's another military historian about World War II, and he was talking about how that was the experience. American soldiers would meet Germans and they would say, this is terrible that we're fighting these people. Yeah. This whole war is yeah. a tragedy. These are just regular Joes like, like us. Right. But they would meet Japanese uh, soldiers and they would have the opposite response. Yeah. Yeah. They would be like, we need to kill as many of these people as we possibly can. Right. Well, and Some of it had they're, to do with the Japanese so. way of warfare yeah, at that time. You know, the samurai ethos and like, right. you know, you know, fighting for every last scrap of territory right. and strapping a bomb to yourself when you get captured and stuff like that—like,
2: right. or committing suicide—is you know, well, yeah, yeah, in
0: various ways, exactly. My my uh, great uncle was actually on an aircraft carrier and uh, they got hit by a kamikaze. Oh, he said he had like people on his on the. He didn't talk about it, but mm-hmm. the people got killed. Like it was like a like it was, it's like getting hit with a cruise missile. Yeah, like
2: absolutely. A right, right.
0: Ship, so and it wasn't he was on an escort carrier, so it wasn't one of the really big ones.
2: Right.
0: So it definitely did a lot of damage.
2: There's that one line. I just, I just want to come, circle back to this real quick. It was when they're in Africa, and it was when uh, they found out about Rommel, Rommel's potential ambush, and so they ambushed the Tenth Panzer Division,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was just a turkey shoot, you know. Just, Is that the battle that they filmed in the? Yeah. In, so there's a battle yeah. in Africa and stuff like that, and he's looking down on it. It's the one where he says, uh, "Rommel, you magnificent bastard! Yeah, I've read yeah, yeah. your book." You yeah. Know? Yep. Um, but before that, he's looking at—he's just looking at that the Germans just getting slaughtered, lit up by yeah. howitzers and everything else. And he what says, a waste of good infantry! Oh, what a waste yeah. of good infantry! You know, and
0: uh, you know what drove me crazy in that scene, huh. and I actually had to look it up. So I was watching those
2: tanks. All the same tank. thinking, those
0: are good-looking tanks. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Those are really good-looking tanks. Those are not Mark IV Panzers like yeah. the Africa Corps would have been using in 1943. So, I looked it up. You know what tanks those were? Those are M48 U.S. patent tanks.
2: Those are, okay, those are patent They're tanks. They're cool looking. They look yeah. way
0: more like the T-34 tank. They've got yeah. the sloped armor. Mm-hmm. The Mark four is this like boxy, uh, looks like a PT cruiser kind of, you know, with these, these straight up mm-hmm. lines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's an ugly tank. Very effective, you know, for yeah. the early part of the war. But, um... That's not what they were using in the movie. Yeah. It was really obvious. Like, if you, if you have any... Well, that's armor, how it always Any is. interest in armor yeah, That's whatsoever, how it always is. Know?
2: It was like, you know, all the bad guy, like, in, in Top Gun or something, they're all like A4 Phantoms or something. They're all like American yeah. jets. Yeah, yeah, It's Yeah, just always, yeah, no, yeah it's yeah. always the same thing. But so. you think they could have gotten a hold of a couple of German tanks?
0: Let's see, 70, 25 guess, years
2: later? I don't know, man. I mean... Maybe. I mean, I've seen I think American surplus. So I, I was reading, so a lot of it was filmed in Spain, and one of the reasons that so much of it was filmed in Spain was Spain had this huge surplus of American right, yeah. war surplus. And you know what's war weird about in Spain in, in Fran- 1970?
0: Yeah. Huh? they have a dictator. It's still under Franco. <laughs> yeah, I know, As far right. as I know, that's yeah. around the
2: time when Franco died, but no. I think it might have
0: still been Franco in charge of yeah. Spain in 1970.
2: But we were friendly, I guess. I don't know.
0: I guess. But maybe it's Salazar in Portugal that lived until seventy four. Maybe Franco was out in nineteen seventy. It's right around know. that time.
2: It could have, have been, it. yeah, absolutely. But I think I think there's a reason why they didn't have a lot of German. I think we, I think we probably blew up all the German stuff. Yeah, we have yeah. a
0: lot of um, Soviet stuff. Yeah, but that's because we fought against other countries that were using right. the Soviet right. stuff no, hand yeah. and we yeah. captured. We didn't capture right. it from the Russians. We took. Well, it from the from Soviet Vietnamese stuff and, you
2: could you could yeah. buy pretty much wholesale. Right. <laughs> Well, it's like our stuff. stuff. It's all over the world. Yeah. It's just spread everywhere. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I remember you could buy, like, American, like, World War II surplus still. So, I was born in 74, so we're talking, like, 35 years after the war, so, like, 1980, 82 or 83, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd go visit my grandparents, and they would, uh, I think they subscribed to, like, Popular Mechanics or something like that. And and You could buy, like, surplus, at the back of it, in the classified, you could buy, like, surplus Willys, Jeeps, Half-Tracks... I remember going to... I remember um, seeing
0: a half-track for sale one time.
2: I remember... I love those. Like, those like, are so cool. You could buy tanks. There's, like, there's all kinds of junk you could buy yeah, from like be. World War II surplus. I remember uh, rifles, because uh, also my, my grandparents, of course, is World War II generation. So they mm-hmm. are NRA, and they they subscribe to the American Rifleman, which is the NRA like periodical, their magazine. Mm-hmm. And you could buy like surplus M1s. You know the 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 rifle for World War Two, like all, all kinds of stuff in there. It was uh, it was pretty funny, um, and it was cheap too. It was like you know, fifty bucks. The surplus cents. stores
0: when I was a kid, I think they had a lot of Vietnam crap. I yeah, it was mostly. Vietnam stuff you know, too. Like there were helmets and gas masks and. things There was like a that. They there might have was, even been there was a surplus store of outside
2: of in, in right. Roswell, New Mexico, which is where my grandparents were, and they had a half track like a, a I don't know if it was a German half track, but it was like one of those totally armored half tracks.
1: Huh.
2: So instead, it wasn't like a half track with like the. The open top on it where people sit in it, it was like completely enclosed with like the slits for windows. Oh,
0: you mean the maybe the Russian one? The uh, B, almost the G,
2: German, the B, it almost looked German. It almost looked like B, a B, German half track. Which, 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 it was like an armored vehicle. So, cool. one of my
0: favorite armored vehicles ever mm-hmm. is similar to what you're describing. It's a Russian one, it's all enclosed and has slits at the front. Yeah. And it's like, it's just so cool looking. Yeah. I like, I think maybe there was a G.I. Joe or Cobra one. Oh, yeah, old. yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah. I just yeah. thought it was badass. Correct. Like, <laughs> Every time I see those in movies, I'm always like, ah, oh, that's such a cool. What a
2: simpler, simpler, simpler
0: world! Huh? I've never been yeah. a car guy, but I yeah. love armor. Like armored vehicles look so cool to oh. me. Do you remember that the, the at in Empire Strikes yeah, Back? Yeah. I was just, I, I got well, that as a toy. My, my parents, my parents had just. Wait, gotten did you get divorced.
2: like the little action figure toy? Yeah, you were one of those. Yeah, no, oh, you were like the one you're, that was like this. You were one of the fortunate. My
0: parents people. had gotten divorced, mm-hmm. so my dad was getting me like. Gave him oh, all I felt kinds guilty? of sweet toys, you know, for toys? Christmas. I think yeah. I don't know, I man. Probably didn't cost all that much, yeah. to be perfectly honest. They didn't, but, but I could never But it was—I still have it. It's still at my parents, oh. know, at my mom's house. Like those things have gotta be worth a lot. Not this of money. one. This one's seen some action. Oh, this one's it? got all the, 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 the external's <laughs> got blaster and marks all yeah, over it and stuff. It's, yeah. But it's still cool. We still. My, yeah. mom, some of my son was just playing with it the other day. When we oh, there's the best though. But I just love that thing, and so I always like tanks and you know any imaginary armored vehicles and stuff. I just think that stuff looks cool. Yeah, I think that's the way some guys are about cars. I'm yeah. not. I'm not like that. There's like cars, a, you know.
2: There is a, um, not to change the subject, but going back to the armored stuff. So you mentioned the T thirty four. We were in here talking about. Let me check my notes. The film patent. Yeah, um, I know. I was going to say so, i going back to the, yeah. going back to the T thirty four. So the 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 Sherman sucked. It's terrible. Had a, had a small gun yeah. on it, uh, had thin armor. It could do the job of protecting you from small arms fire. Yes, yes it you know, could from uh, somebody shooting a pistol at you. I think you. it
0: did carry yeah. around a gun that was decent Although sized, it was, I think
2: it was like, the thing was, like every Panzer was outnumbered 15 to 1 by a Sherman. So eventually, eventually
0: through attrition, yeah, they would yeah, exactly. they would
1: get yeah. you but that's um, against
0: like a tiger tank you're talking about yeah Sherman was more of a match for the Mark IV it was, yeah it was not that big of a difference I yeah. think it was still a better tank but than, the T-34
2: but was a fantastic tank, was a tank designed by an American and and the American military also, the did not chassis
0: work. was designed by an
2: American I thought, I thought the, the Russians thought, did everything else about the tank well, I thought the armor the, was the Christie the,
0: chassis was an American guy who created the um, the wheel the wheel base and stuff like that so it so
2: was wasn't the, the, the actual design no, of the actual the tank thing? wasn't designed oh, by okay them. well like.
0: By the uh, by, by an American, but um, and I thought Christie was might have been British, could have been American, that, yeah, that I part I'm yeah. not 100% sure about, but yeah, it was the chassis and they, they built it on. And Russian innovation was to take the armor and turn it at an angle, hmm. which to me is like, of course, yeah, obviously. whereas even the Mark IV tank, the one that stormed into Poland, France, and won the beginning mm-hmm. of, the war, of World War II, has a like a 90 degree angle, square. Where you get yeah. struck with a shell, it's going to go right through it. Yeah, and the, ar- the Russians realized if you tilt the armor that you suddenly get twice the armor it, protection the shot, yeah. at the same weight because it deflects the round. Right. I mean that's just what what a what a, what a terrific idea they had, yeah. you know. So, it was um it's very cool. One of my favorite anecdotes about that is when um when the Germans and the Russians signed the Molotov-Ribbentrop pact and they were like friends mm-hmm. at the beginning of World War II. Right. They had an agreement that they could see each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Russians got led into the German armor plants and they showed them you know they are like all puffed up the Germans are all proud and they showed them the mark 4 panzer and the Russians were like no you have to show us our, your best
2: tank the real stuff like yeah. the
0: real good tank and the, and they were like yeah th- this is it this is an amazing <laughs> vehicle this is going to win the, you know and they were like the Russians got so mad they stormed out the door because they like didn't believe it. <laughs> and the Germans were looking at each other like what do the Russians have? Yeah, what like, do they, what, they have? You know, they had, had the best tank in the war. Yeah. You know, basically, war. I think uh, maybe I think the Tiger tanks and stuff like that were a better tank. Tiger was, but the
2: Tiger yeah. tank was you—you you, you couldn't produce it. I mean, it that was, was like, a problem. Well, with a lot of the German, German only had a couple dozen. German of German them had them. engineering. I mean, no doubt they had the best engineering in World mm-hmm. War II, but they could not mass produce it. That's right. To, uh, there's a there's a great book um, called. Oh god. I just read it. Um, hold on. What's
0: it about? It it's about
2: it's about Ford essentially building the B twenty four super fortress. Oh okay. Um, give me a second. Ford built the B twenty
0: four Superfortress? Yes.
2: Interesting. Yeah, Ford did in its. I didn't even know they did planes. It wasn't its. Um, See, I don't know that much about planes. Willow Run plant up in uh, up in Michigan outside. Uh, the movie? Mm-hmm. What's the movie? Oh, no, what's it's the? a it's a book. Oh, it's okay. uh why can I not find it? I don't know.
0: You sure it's B-24? It's the what, Super Fortress? Whatever the Super Fortress. Whatever the Twin Tail. It's not B-17? No. I don't know. I don't know planes like I know other things. But...
2: Oh, I know. Why I can't find it because it was an audio book that I listened to.
0: Oh, you're um, looking in your in your library. Yeah, I you can, see. Hold on. Give me a minute. You could also just Google these things.
2: <laughs> this makes for good, Pod. The Arsenal of Democracy. Okay. By A.J. Baim. Um, and Bame wrote the book called Go Like Hell which was the the um, Ferrari versus Ford oh is that what uh, that is oh, uh, a movie that yeah. came out I didn't see the movie uh, but, but Arsenal of Democracy yeah it's about it's about how Ford um, built I think it was a super fortress it's the one that had like the, the full clear nose on it mm-hmm. and it had the twin tails it was the the biggest heavy bomber that we made okay and um Ford said, you know, we're going to be building like 100 of these a week or something. Right. And everybody was like, what are you talking about, Ford? You're you're like a car company. And by the end of the war, they were building like 150 a week or something ridiculous like that. Lindbergh worked for him for a while because Henry Ford was was himself a not enthusiastic. Yeah, he was not enthusiastic to fight against Hitler for some reason. Yeah, he was a sympathizer, uh, definitely. He He even had a magazine. Anti Semitic. (laughs) Talking about not going. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, it's a great, great book. Uh, Arsenal Democracy. All right, so what um, should we break into this stuff?
0: Yeah, what sure. are we, what are we doing? Sure. What I got was, if you'll recall, and I believe this is after they've taken Sicily, okay, and they're in the. Oh no, is this going to be hard to open? Might have to actually call in a professional to open that. That's a little tricky for me. So anyway, they're in Sicily and uh, Patton's stuck in that fortress, or sorry, in the palace. Mm-hmm. And the and his aide he gets removed as head of third army. Okay. And his aide tries to tell him that oh, that's because you're gonna be named like, you know, commander of all the Allied forces, like a right. whole army group. Right, right, right. And he's right. like, Oh, okay, great. Really do you wanna have this so he's got a bottle so the aide has a bottle Wine, of champagne or
2: champagne, yeah. And he's
0: like, Well, you know what? If you can find a bottle of cognac, I'll drink that with you. So hmm. that was the only specific reference to alcohol that I could of any kind that oh. I could see in there. So, this one's an Armagnac, which is not a cognac, but it's that's the same thing as cognac, right? It's just the, the appellation, the regional appellation.
1: I think so. Do you I want it neat
0: or you want to put ice in it? Oh, that's neat, yeah. All right. neat. Then that's what we'll do.
1: All
0: right. Anyway, so why don't you tell everybody what brandy and cognac and Armagnac are? It's something I've only recently learned. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible.
2: <laughs> I can't he, believe just, I just he just he spilled. Spilled a big part of the drink onto my very pristine oh this, card oh, table. I really feel bad. Where yeah. did, you get, did you get this card table in France? This yeah, is I know. Amazing. I know. It has. Uh, it's it's an antique card table, belonged yeah. to a to a distant relative of mine.
0: Well, I'm sorry about that. Cheers. Oh, um, cheers. Let's see. So we don't really have a any particular toast that would be appropriate. Something in French. What did, what did people even salut?
2: I guess. Yeah, salut. So. Brandy is uh, distilled wine. I mean, that's that's the basic of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you a really fun story here. So what's the difference between cognac and brandy then? Can so I taste co- the difference between a cognac and a brandy? Well, cognac I think is like you said it's a it's a territory. It's it, a, is a brandy. Yeah, it, it is Yeah, it is. Yeah, con- I believe that's so. what I thought. That's what I, what I say. Cognac I think
0: no, co- I, um, I'm... cognac is a type of brandy. Confidence is high. Now this one's an yeah. Armagnac, which I believe. Is it's the, the exact same thing. Same thing. Yeah, it's it's, same same, it's thing. a regional appellation. Probably, I'm guessing
2: you can't call it Armagnac if it's yeah. not from w- wherever that. So really, you just you just take wine, uh, so fermented grape grape juice, and, and you distill it, and uh, and and you've got brandy. So it's distilled. So brandy was the. This is a fun story. So brandy was the the drink of um, of royalty of English royalty mm. in. Uh, you know, seventeen hundreds, hundreds, eighteen hundreds, or actually, I'm sorry, sixteenth, uh, like the eighteenth century. So, does this not seem stronger than brandy, though? No, it seems it's not like nice brandy. Okay, All right. It's not so as Sixteenth
0: as... century.
2: Covathier might be a little Covartier, bit. yeah, That's what <laughs> yeah, I was looking like, at. That yeah. I considered
0: getting that. This is actually this. This bottle was more expensive than the bottle of Covathier.
2: Armagnac, it probably is. It's just, it's like a cognac. It's like, um.
0: It's actually pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. I'm surprised. I don't know. I haven't liked the brandies I've tried before, but this one, this one's actually pretty good.
2: Can you smell? Can you smell? Because oftentimes they. they, Fruit. Can you smell like. No, I smell alcohol. Yes, as as do I. It's a pretty. I'm just going to take a look at this real quick. Again, it's not quite like the vodka. I'm not
0: in the doctor's office physically yeah. when I smell it, but it's close. Like I can. This
2: is all in French.
0: The sterilizing. Pour's de Age. The, the the alcohol smell suggests the sterilization
2: of wounds to me. <laughs> nice. But it's um. In bottle, it's December 12, thousand nineteen. Chateau Brion Chateau de Briant was built in fifteen forty and was a hunting manor Chateau. of Henry the Fourth, King of France. Purchased in 1860 by Raoul Pichon de uh, Longoville It was later uh, passed on to hey, various people. Wait a minute, members. I forgot.
1: You're
0: French. I am not French. I am American. Lanier, isn't that French? Yeah. That's French.
2: Sort of. You're French you're, Friar, French. you're Salles. French. This little Amagnac is made with 100% Baco distilled once in age. 100% what? Baco? I don't know. Baco? A cup of wine, I guess. Oh, okay. An age four hundred twenty liter oak barrels. Yeah, the barrels that they use for these are huge. Four hundred and twenty. Yeah, like yeah. I, I have no conception how oh, big of them. Uh, um, so it would
0: be something uh, like a hundred gallons. Hundred. Uh, yeah,
2: gallons. just about. So, so the so a, a normal. What's a barrel like? What's a like? a, a whiskey a, barrel is like fifty five gallons. Okay. And so there was uh, I went to. Uh, the only time I've ever seen one of these barrels, it was at Woodford Reserve, okay. distillery in uh, Kentucky. Uh-huh. And they are what 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 a lot of distilleries like uh, whiskey distilleries will do is they'll just, they they will age their their uh, whiskeys either they'll do what's called a finishing so like the last twelve months they'll put it in a kind of a weird barrel like a merlot barrel or something like that okay just to get a little bit of that taste from the merlot it was in it sherry. They do sherry casks yeah. stuff like that, and so they had it there. Yeah. They had it in cognac barrels, and they were huge barrels. I mean, they're hundred okay. 100 So Cognac gallons. barrels are generally
1: yeah, big, okay. pretty
2: big, big barrels. But um, so, What's so sherry. So sherry is fortified wine, I believe.
0: Fortified now, fortified's different than distilled.
2: Fortified wine. means it's got uh, sugar in it. I think. Oh, Let me just make sure. I tell you something.
0: Fortified sure. means it's got sugar in it. Okay, so kind
2: of similar to brandy. Like, anyway, it's derivative of wine. Yeah, so sherry is a fortified wine made from white grapes. So yeah. you take wine, you you fortify it with with sweet something sweet, basically. and then you
0: let it ferment a little bit. Yeah, because sherry's got more alcohol than wine, right? I think so. Yeah. Maybe not as much though. If it's not distilled because this is this is pretty much like a liquor. I mean, that well, that's what
2: it's distilled, so it is it is. I mean, so it's forty four percent. Yeah, so 80, 80, eighty-eight proof. Yeah, so anything, yeah, anything, that's pretty anything much distilled, like, yeah. what they've done is they've taken the fermented thing, whatever it is, so it mm-hmm. can be beer, anything else. Okay. wrote run it through a still, and they've separated out the alcohol from everything else. So oh, I see. And there's hmm. just depending on how you do it, um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And then they've thrown it in some barrels. Um, in this case, they put it in, in uh, brandy barrels, and then they've aged it. Uh, I think he, he said like a 420 liter barrels. It's good. I could drink this. Oak barrels, yeah. 420 liter. You know, Oak it barrels. almost
0: tastes a little bit like, um, like amaretto-ish. It's a little sweet when you drink mm. it. It doesn't it. smell that way. But it kind of reminds me of drinking amaretto. I mean, it's it's just kind of sweet. But it's good. I like it. I like this a lot better than I've liked brandy in the past. So, so I, what I you want to do
2: okay. is you'll, you'll want to aerate it in your mouth, okay? Right. Well, I'm going like, keep and, talking. And, and, and separate it from. So what what you'll do is you'll separate the alcohol from the flavor. And there's a couple of ways to do that. So you can just kind of put it like kind of right here. Is and that, that what a lip. decanter achieves? No, a decanter doesn't do what that. What is the point? I mean, I it just it it, it's it's supposed to aerate it and and, and yeah. add to the flavor. But within your mouth, though, in well, order well, to okay. taste that, taste the taste that versus the alcohol. Because when you just if you just drink it, your mouth just gets coated in alcohol and mm-hmm. everything else. So It's hard to taste it. So what you can do is put it right up front and just kind of. Kind of, kind of aerate it out a little bit. Kind of swish it around your mouth right here. Okay. And you'll notice that you'll, you'll have a kind of a burning sensation. And so what you're doing is you're separating out the alcohol from everything else. And sterilizing any potential wound. <laughs> right. right. Another way to do it is, uh, is to kind of smack like that. Yeah. Let's avoid that. Though. Okay. Yeah. Those probably those, not. those, those plosives. Not those plosives are a bad thing. Another thing is when testing. you when you when you when you nose it. Keep your mouth open. Oh, I always
0: do. I don't know where my mouth hanging open <laughs> well, you're all a time. Bit of a caveman. Yeah. Man. I am a bit of a caveman. You know, I saw an article today. This is a complete tangent. Maybe I shouldn't do it, but I saw an article is today that me? said that if you have a lot of Neanderthal DNA, you can be protected from COVID. Oh. Pro- probably be Is that what but,
2: Neanderthal thinking was? But I was is that, like... That Biden mentioned the other day? Oh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I didn't... That's I, interesting. I was like, I was thinking, you know, I have a very high percentage <laughs> of Neanderthal DNA. So that's I was going to say anything. I have these brows... Yeah. And if they've annoyed me my whole life, I'd always catch a picture of myself with my brows. Thinking, <laughs> you know, it looks like I could cut something with them. Like, right
2: right. I, well, have you ever actually had like the the DNA? I had test? the DNA done. I am okay. like ninety percent, ninetieth
0: percentile of how much among white yeah, people. Yeah. By the way, yeah. among white people, I have ni- in the ninetieth percentile. Oh, I mean, they yeah. they find that uh, people from the other other parts of the world, not so much with the Neanderthal DNA, hmm. but Interesting. Uh, white guys, we have a tendency. Well, it makes
2: the sense. I mean, Neanderthals were. You know, mostly what? Well, the European, Central European, right? Central. Yeah. Well,
0: no, all over Europe, and then a little bit through the Middle East. Um, right. But there's another group of people called the Denisovans, yeah, Denisovans. and a lot of Asians mm-hmm. have Denisovans, right there, yeah. which is pretty cool. I like, I like that I have that. That's, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. Cool. I don't want to be all human. <laughs> you know, it's like if I'm playing. D&D, I don't know if anybody is. All I feel human. like I feel like I'm playing DNA, and I'm a half orc. I mean, that's the,
2: that's the thing. It's like nobody is really all human. It's like nobody is really. All white or all whatever I mean this we're you know yeah we've been mixing it up for quite a while yeah and well yeah I mean
0: to some extent right like clearly so. there was there were barriers to breeding when you look at like yeah. my DNA and it's actually turns out I did have African DNA mm-hmm. So somebody at some point broke those barriers, probably sure. quite early, but, but overall it's surprising to me when you look at right. it, there's no native american, yeah. there's no there's very little african dna and these are people that were there through the whole story mm-hmm. of america. So there must have just been very strict apartheid essentially, like mm-hmm. people were not breeding with each other, and that's weird.
1: Well, that's weird. I, I, think I think that's I, that's I think why I think the future
0: is going to be so much better because I think those barriers don't exist the same way.
2: It was funny as her daughter Michelle Okay, darker skin, she does, and she's got what they say she looks like what they say is going to look like in the future. Mm -hmm. My daughter's the same way, she's she has darker skin. Um, you know, I've got blonde hair, blue eyes, super pale skin. She's got dark hair, dark eyes, you know, a dark skin. And
0: and this is not a mystery. Your wife's a Latina, right? Correct, so I mean, that's that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's where we're going, But but I think the barrier that still exists in this country is still with people intermarrying with African Americans. Mm-hmm. And I think that barrier is going to drop. Mm-hmm. I think we're starting to see that finally go away, and people are just going to start mixing together, yeah. and all this obsession that we have with race is going to seem like cute yeah. 100 years from now. People are going to be like, oh, like back then, people well, used to, you know. Unless they won't let you forget it. It Which is you'll it's, have it's to. A, it's a powerful political tool. You'll have you know, to forget about it, though. Mm-hmm. If, people are, if there are no people that are like, quote-unquote, pure, right? people are going to start laughing when people talk about this stuff you know yeah, it's I like know. worrying about okay you could get killed in america mm-hmm. up until the civil war and even afterward the divide between catholics and protestants right you mm-hmm. and i think of that as being laughable right it's ridiculous right. who cares why would anybody kill each other over something like that i think that's where we're going to look at I hope so. In twenty one fifty,
2: people I hope look so, back but and they're going to be like, why would anybody? But ever, it's so, you know? it's so, it, it's it's almost ironic how laughable it, it should be now. It's right. almost literally African American president talking about systemic racism and how black people were held down in this country. It's like, well, because
0: they were. It's real.
2: The president, the black yeah. president, is saying how black people can't get ahead because in this times country.
0: have changed, right? But Correct, but we, we we are still dealing
2: with the repercussions
0: right now. It, we're not. It's not right. complete lunacy. To I mean, it it, it is true. I mean, we, we are living in a. Country I'm not
2: disagreeing. What I'm saying is that it's know. such a powerful bludgeon, political bludgeon. Oh yeah, it's going to yes, be hard. Yes, it's going to yes, be hard. But to it's like, eventually
0: hope, going to be laughable. I hope eventually. so. Eventually, <laughs> I hope Come so. Come on, man. Like well, nobody's, you know, like there isn't going to be a person like me. I don't know. There's I'm not going to be. Well, a, I know a white guy I with know, blonde hair, and blue eyes. 30, yeah. 40 years from now, they're not going to exist. You know?
2: 34 years from now? Yeah, no, 30, that's
0: pretty... That's early. Yeah. 2150. Right. There are. Uh, there's going to be a couple of weird, like, enclaves of religious wackos where sure. everybody's yeah. white with black sure. hair and blue sure. eyes. Yeah. And, and probably the same thing for other ethnicities. Yeah, probably. Generally yeah. speaking, everybody's just going to be mixed together. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see. It will be impossible to play race politics because there won't be race. Yeah. We're going to look the way Brazilians do. We're going to have... And he, yeah, that's not even a good comparison Shape. because Brazil is... About here, I would,
2: okay. I want to come back to this. Cause, yeah, I mean, let's I have come to get back. I, well, I have to get this. Why well, I just have to get the story it. about brandy out of my out of my freaking system. Okay. Oh, okay. So, eighteenth century naturalists uh, in America, in the American colonies, the American continent, and they're tramping around in the bush, and they find native uh, grape uh, okay. plants in 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 the Americas, and so they take cuttings, and they take them back to Europe. They take them to France. Okay. Okay. And they plant these cuttings. And little do they know that in <laughs> in these cuttings was this tiny little aphid. Oh, is this the creature. phylloxera? Yeah, phylloxera. Yeah. Um, and it it uh, that was the, the great wine blight, like of the 1700s, and it killed like. Eighty percent of of the the vines in France. I
0: didn't realize it came from America. I mean, yeah, it came from America.
2: Because see, the American vines were. Um, I mean, this is their native, right? And so they were immune. What happens is the the phylloxera, um, it, it, it's like sucking the nutrients out of the plant, which is one thing. But it's also injecting them with a this poison at the same time. Well, the American grapes were were immune to that because. You know, they grew, kind of grew up with it. Sure, um, I remember you know, hearing that, but it's like it's like bringing smallpox to the Native sure. Americans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at least something went the other
0: way for once. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Like yeah. for the most part, the New World got so hit. So they suffered. Hard. So
2: um, yeah, so like eighty percent of the wine plants in, in uh, France, a lot of them in Spain, Portugal, totally did. And mm. um, so what happened was brandy. This was a drink of royalty. Mm. Well, the Which upper class. In England, mm-hmm. um, they would they wouldn't really drink wine so much, but as far as a spirit is concerned, they would drink this more than anything else. Well, the supply of brandy totally dried up.
0: Well, sure, if wine is right, the, so yeah. wh- what do you do? Um, if you can't get brandy because yeah. you don't have wine, if you're in England, if you're in England, you drink mead. No. Yeah. no, I mean that's an option, right? You look to the north. You look to the north of England. Yes. Scotch,
2: get whiskey. Oh, so whiskey. Scotch was yeah. yeah. Before yeah. that, Scotch was, was was thought of as lowbrow, was yeah, red yeah, gut, everything else. Yeah, that's right. I and and because them. of the phylloxera phylloxera however you pronounce it, um, and because brandy dried up, right. it turned Scotch into an actual commodity um, that, that people started actually perfecting and worrying about and nosing and doing all the rest of the sure. stuff and aging. And, and it wasn't big in America. Not at all. all, Very recently, like the 20th century. No, it was World War II, actually, is what made it big in in kind of America. So GIs brought back a taste for it. But yeah, before that, scotch was just thought of as rot gut, like moonshine. Well, that's what it was. People made it in there,
0: you know, whatever. But they had nothing else to drink. I want to find out what scotch is closest to what my ancestors, specifically like my clan, would have drunk. Hmm. I think that would be really interesting
2: that would that around. shouldn't like, be too hard actually no I mean
0: it's totally the right region yeah, yeah. 100% they would have had yeah. some kind of scotch that they made right Well, but it's, it'd, so, be,
2: it'd be pretty easy to figure out I think so I think he's got to find be. the water source lowland. there Hines, may not be a know. modern
0: thing derived from what they drank like my family came here you might be surprised before the revolution the yeah. MacArthur's came here so maybe 1760 yeah but they'll so,
2: be like the clan will be so I'm, guessing they, historic I'm guessing they era. were
0: involved in Culloden I'm guessing they probably were the bad you guys. You think so? Yeah, I think they were the bad. I think <laughs> they, they were at, the baddies. They uh, massacred some people. At Gladden, yeah. No, no, they were on the the side that got slaughtered. Oh, they got slaughtered. Okay. If they came here, right. and then they probably came here and picked the wrong side. In the oh, revolution. I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I A I lot of
0: Scots were, for some reason, loyalists. They yeah. were kicked out of Scotland because of being on the wrong side of Bonnie Prince Charlie and Culloden, right. but then came here and picked the wrong side, being the British side right. in the revolution. And I don't understand. Well, I they, I don't understand
2: the thinking. Didn't want to make the same mistake twice. Maybe,
0: maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe they were like, all right, we're gonna be loyalists this time. <laughs> this, this is the way to go. So I know Peter Macarthur, my ancestor, the first one to come here, had his head split open by a broadsword Jeez. during the revolution because he sided with. The-
2: it wouldn't have been a broadsword. Saber.
0: <sighs> no, it maybe. was a. Uh, it was maybe a claymore. Man, was this sc- here? There was another Scottish guy that killed him with the sword. Here,
2: yeah, really,
0: yeah. I didn't realize he cleaved the top of his head right off. I didn't read right through the
2: know that they were they were fighting with like, like if I was saluting, like here, where yeah. you put your hand with the salute, sil-
0: yeah. that's where they got the guy caught. a big you know yeah. a big edge weapon, so uh, something like a something like a uh, claymore. Wow. So I didn't know they
2: even had those, huh?
0: Sure, I mean, like here. Sure, Scottish people carried claymores into battle in the American Revolution. I had no idea. Yeah, no. you could you get yourself run through with a claymore. I mean, <laughs> as late as when Wellington was fighting in India, in this would have been right before he fought the Napoleonic Wars. Maybe like 1780, 1790. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had Scottish guys charging into battle with claymores, using Thanks. them as a combat weapon. So, I mean, that's only once the gun. Once you get past the guns, I mean,
2: obviously... <laughs> yeah, did, but... not very effective otherwise. You know, the charge of the Light Brigade no, no, was really. with the whole thing. It's like sabers versus artillery. No, no the Light Brigade was armed with, with, uh, with... They just charged into gunfire was the problem.
1: They, they, charged to, they had their own Charged into
0: cannon fire. It was like Pickett. Like Pickett's charge. Yeah. I mean, they they yeah. just charged into a bad position. They were armed with... Um, what did that remind me of? Oh, it reminded me of... So I was thinking, did you catch this Like at the beginning with the speech? So the speech at the beginning of the movie... Mm-hmm is a real speech it's the, uh, the address to the third army that's like right. a famous one but i thought it sounded a lot like henry v oh, you know look, yeah like he's like that's guys that aren't here are gonna wish they were here right, right, you know right. men who are at home abed bed will wish they were here on this saint crispin's day it was yeah, like yeah. very reminiscent of that kind of thing yeah and so that i was thinking about that. i was thinking it's very much like this it's not a biopic like we talked about that but it kind of is, right? It is, yeah. It's definitely like about. I think you'd put it in that genre. It's not his whole life and other words. Yeah,
2: But you put it in that
0: genre. Yeah, it's in that genre. Way. But it's a lot like a lot of other movies about great generals. Mm. And they're always enigmatic and you can't come up with the right answer for them. They're paradoxical. You don't know whether it's. Is this movie pro war, anti war? You know, mm. like Alexander, Napoleon, um, anything about Henry V. You know, it's like this fascinating character, but you're like, did he really do anything good for England or for mm-hmm. France? Like, was well, this is really
2: a good guy, you know?
0: So, I don't know. Maybe you don't have anything. Well, you
2: know, no, what's interesting about the, the uh, monologue at the start right. uh, is they had to fool Pat, uh, Scott. Uh, he didn't want to film it because... It he didn't want
0: to do that bit?
2: Yeah, well, he didn't want to do it because he, he figured that he thought that that would overshadow the rest of the movie. So they had to. They lied to him and said, "Okay, we're going to put this at the end." Then And he said, "Okay, that's fine." All right. So I was, that's one thing that I found interesting about just yeah. In, what a weird making, choice right? in the making of the movie. Also, that speech because they do, they give no context for it. Right. It is brilliant that it's like it's supposed to set this huge American flag, larger than life figure, right. blah blah blah. Right. But that speech was made.
0: Like, I don't know. I'm curious. That, I was going to
2: ask. That speech was well, think about think about the uniform he was wearing and mm. all the crap that's on his uniform. What like, is that A that looks like it's for the Avengers? That's the uh, army. That's I think that's a First Army Division or something of third or seventh or, army a, or whatever yeah, yeah or something like that. Okay. Um, but all that stuff that he had on uh-huh. was stuff you see him getting yeah you
0: know, okay. through the movie. Okay. Okay.
2: So that and that speech actually came I think at it really did come towards the end of the campaign. It wasn't something at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. But they don't give that context. Like, for example, that he has that pink sash on. You see him get that in Morocco at the very beginning, remember? He oh, gets okay. that
0: from, and, the, from the King of Morocco. Yeah, the King of, of Morocco, right. That's cool. Another thing was. Um, I think there's a lot of bits in the beginning, by the way, with like North Africa. And I know it's filmed in Spain, but it was actually filmed in Morocco as well, From what hmm? I, from what I saw. I think there's a lot of Lawrence of Arabia I yeah think, I think they were like people love movies about the desert yeah. let's no, they do some they, desert shots
2: there's like you read all the critics of the time and they all, always reference Lawrence of Arabia because that, that came I think in like 65 is that when like, Lawrence of Arabia yeah, came 67. out 67 like I don't know I, I would have said 67 um, off the top of my head okay well mid 60s that, that might be, that might like that. be BS huh? mid to late 60s but I mean I think it was kind of reminiscent mm-hmm. of that had that big epic you know uh, kind, yeah, of, totally. kind of, kind of uh, totally Thing. But um, yeah. So,
0: is uh, that the filming that they did for this movie? Was there had only been one other movie with whatever the camera was they used? So it was the same kind of thing, like uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I can't remember what the millimeter is, but it's like a you know these big shots that are.
2: I wonder if Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, was... A New Hope. I wonder if that one, because remember how New Hope was like they had Lawrence of Arabia huge. Wide, yeah tattooing I
0: just know the only movie made recently in whatever Lawrence Raby used was um, the uh, Quentin Tarantino the Western uh, yeah yeah Hateful uh, Eight. Eight. yeah yep. which I have mixed opinions about but you know, this is right pretty cool movie in a lot of ways It's like, a yeah, lot of what I that. like about him and there's yeah. a lot of what I don't so but don't back. anyway good movie so what do you think of Karl Mal- Malden
2: He has the biggest nose I've ever seen. I was just going to say, I think this movie stars
0: Carl Malden's face. Nose, yeah. Yeah, his nose. And I was like,
2: what do I know him from? Because I'm
0: mentally mixing him up with Burgess Meredith. I'm like, oh, he was the penguin. I'm like, no, No, he's not the penguin. And I was thinking, what was he big in? Like, Carl Malden. I saw On the Waterfront when I was a kid. Yeah. He's in that. It, was um, he, he was. But I don't on, like, have like a really he, strong memory of that. He was, like,
2: was like in a lot of the seventies TV shows. I want to say like a maybe, lot of the Maybe cop and like cop
0: and maybe he's like Jack Klugman. Like he was on seventies <laughs> TV. Like I love that name Jack a Klugman. lot. Yeah, Jack Klugman. Yeah, he should have been a plumber.
2: I think you know the... what's good about about casting him is with those glasses it made his nose stand out even more. I know. No, they <laughs> were going for it. <laughs> it was like lord.
0: I think it's like Cheryl Sandberg. that just had to lean into the nose. Yeah. They're, right, they're like, right. Everybody's gonna take one look at this guy. What was
2: well, funny is like even George C. Scott. Like Patton did not have a prodigious nose. He no, not a, in real life. Like a kind no. of a button. But nose. they even commented on.
0: Yeah, well, it's, he said you're going to get shot in the nose. Yeah, what a like, handsome what nose a it handsome is. The two yeah. of them. I wonder. I wonder about, yeah, I was, I was wondering C. about that one line. I think, yeah, I think they were joking about that. I think <laughs> there was a that was like a Schnoz battle royale. <laughs> schnoz royale. right? But, true. Oh
2: no, I was. I know I was going to tell you. Have you so have you gone out and looked up? Um, like any YouTube patents? Have you have you to see what he really looked like? Oh, I saw like, pictures right? of what he really looks like, but no, I haven't watched any videos. Okay, so George C. Scott, like do an impression. Doesn't really look like no, him. No, no, do, yeah. do an impression of his voice. Do George C. Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah play play patent. on the... Yeah, yeah, we're on. Okay, so no, how would you know how would you do an impression? Uh, God, I
0: can't do. It. I can't do it. I got can't no. I got it. no mental memory of his voice for some reason. I, normally,
1: it. normally I kind of do when impressions. With
0: your grandchildren.
2: Yeah. Ask, Grandpa, what did you do in the war? You don't have to say all this shoveling shit, shit in Louisiana. You know. in fact, Patton talked like this. Well, that's uh, Lincoln. He, you know,
0: Lincoln's the yeah, same. Yeah, no, thing. Lincoln had a real high school. Yeah, well,
2: so too. Patton had like this really high kind of Virginia draw. That's probably where he cussed from Virginia. But I mean.
0: In the, in the speech in the beginning of the movie when he yeah, says fornicated? They had to the cut it Yeah, is, yeah.
2: They had to <laughs> cut it down because yeah. he said, yeah. He used the
0: actual F word, huh? I, but don't, he, know what, uh, I don't know what we're doing on this well, he, podcast. I can't quite decide.
2: <laughs> he, uh, well, so he said, okay. He said that he would use, you know, he would curse as, as needed, depending on who the audience was. I mean, the guy was a rhetorician, you know. Mm-hmm. If he did that much, everybody that he idolized—Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great—all of those guys had training in oratory, right? Oh I yeah, they, they all had. Training. But
0: they were also all, both famous for being able to relate to their men. Their that, men loved oh, right. Him. You know, Alexander. Yeah. Alexander. The more I've gotten into the Alexander mythos, as I keep reading about him, it was less so. Actually, there was a lot of a lot more controversy about what his men thought of him. Hmm. Um, but Caesar was loved by his men. Yeah, Absolutely. Caesar, was. one hundred percent.
2: So he, so Patton would use the language when it was necessary. Sure. Like he didn't just go around using you know, cursing all the time. Like, it kind of showed in the movie. Like, he just, you know, do you read the Bible every day? He's like, every GD day, you know? He, would, he wouldn't have done that, yeah. right? Um, but that one part I where I thought, I thought I'd stand up here so you could see how, just how big of a SOB I really am. Right. I think everybody laughed. Was,
0: actually, the, thing, was actually, the thing with the Russian guy real? Where he called him an it? SOB? Where he's like, yeah, I don't want to drink with any Russian son of a bitch. And the guy's like, you're son a, a son of a bitch, bitch. Too. He's, he's like, like, well, then let's drink to me. Be yeah. Because that seemed like... That would be a good way to be friends with somebody oh. if you got it right, but if you screwed it up, it'd be a disaster. Suka sin, by the way. That's that's definitely suka. Suka is it means the b word uh-huh. in Russian, but there's another level of b word in Russian uh-huh. because they're very big on that particular. Like they're they have the best swear words in Russian. Yeah, they're awful. They sound like swear words. <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with them. Yeah, and if I say them around my wife. You could see the, the the hair crawl on the end of her neck. She's like, ugh. Yeah, oh.
2: not like that. Yeah,
0: we we were we were hanging out in Brooklyn one time, and this guy. We went we went to do karaoke, and this guy was sitting next to me, and he was just obliterated. You know, He's been drinking all day. Obviously, he mm-hmm. was falling over. He called me the above suka, worst word for for the B word, the B word huh? constantly, over and over again. And my wife was just cringing, and I was like, that doesn't really
2: bother,
0: <laughs> you know? It's not my native swear. Yeah, like, if I if know what he's saying. Well, I wish he it would not, stop saying it, right. but, you know, it's not really bothering If you don't me.
2: really know what it is, it doesn't yeah. really matter, yeah, does it? It's kind yeah. of funny like yeah. that. Yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, so I, I think he, um yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's some interesting parts there. Like, Scott made him, I don't know why Scott would have made him sound like he did. I mean, obviously, he, there was film of him, how he mm-hmm. really talked and stuff. I don't know if George C. Scott... Uh, I mean,
0: he's being the same guy that he is in Dr. Strangelove.
2: He really is. He's really yeah. playing the same yes, character. Yes, he is. You're you know, that, You right. remember the bit where he's now That like, one came out in like 63, I want to say. Something like
0: that? Yeah, it's much earlier. Yeah. yeah it's, it's in the early 60s, yeah. So, and it's in black and white.
2: I can Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. There's a war this room. There's a war room. But the, <laughs> right. but
0: the bit where he's talking about the plane, yeah. he's like doing the little swooping with his <laughs> yeah. arms, you know, yeah. like... But he has that, that same rallying, same, <laughs> same rallying Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, exactly. General, so. he was like he was like the commander of the Joint Chiefs or whatever it was, right? Was he? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, Someone that sounds guy. right.
0: Maybe General of the Air Force, yeah. but maybe maybe SAC, or something. Because they were remember. they were down.
2: Like yeah, he was. Yeah, everyone. I don't know. It's but it was just I wonder. I just often, often wonder why he did that, why he chose to do that as an actor.
0: So have you seen this movie a bunch of times? Have I seen it a bunch of times? Or have you seen it? I oh yeah, yeah. I've okay, seen it before. Seen, so seen, so it, okay. I'd
2: see, I'd say this. So watching it through again, I would say it was probably about my third time of sitting down and watching it through the whole thing. Okay. I've this is one you know this is one of those movies where I'll be flipping through and like it's on AMC. And you watch it. And I'll watch it. Okay. You know, or I'll have it on. So I've seen it a ton of times. Oh okay. But you recognize you know what's interesting about it is you can if you if you're a film buff, okay. Mm-hmm you Watch war movies or just any movies in the I don't know if you're just a film buff, you watch this movie and you say, Oh, that's from that movie, All
1: right?
2: Oh, that's where the you know that movie, like I said, you know, the the stupid theme song from Police Academy for yeah, lot, that's funny. is from there. I didn't catch that, but the did it, did it, did that part, um, you know, how what, Red was Dunn, created you for it, you know like
0: ends with the voiceover mm-hmm. where the guys like talking yeah, about yeah. it, it is the same thing in the other patent, I guarantee, I, I'm just. Very
2: very certain of what's going on as they. And there's so there's so many that. movies that you see, like actually Band of Brothers, like because mm-hmm. I, I have seen Band of Brothers uh, the series so many times. Um, there was a time when I didn't have like cable, <laughs> but I had a DVD player and I had oh, that nice. I had those yeah. and so I just watched them all the time. I think it was a grad school or something. Yeah. And I just watched them all the time. But there was there were so many parts in that movie that I was like, oh, I, I remember that part right. And, Yeah, it just. There's so much in that movie that has become iconography. You know, it's become something that you see somewhere else. Now I don't know if it's because you want to see it
1: hmm. in
2: those other places, or because the directors actually. Well, I was seeing both. Really I was seeing back.
0: influences coming into the film, yeah. and I was seeing influences coming out of the film. You know, like things that that it was building on, and then things that I've seen, you know other things have, uh, have built on. Okay. Afterwards.
2: Did you see anything from The Godfather in there?
0: Yes. Like what? And the thing I saw in The Godfather was how much Italy there is. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of Italy. Like the thing where the donkey, the mule is like blocking Mm. the bridge. And it was like, that's from like when Michael goes back to Italy. I was like, there's a lot of like the filming is kind of How about the
2: shots? Like there's so many shots where they like, they would isolate him. No, it's pretty different. So it's him in like this huge screen. Right. You know, and they would like show it. They would like kind of like have this angle up towards him to make him look like this giant figure, right? Mm-hmm. I thought Coppola does that a lot. I think in, in Godfather. Yeah, I'm you trying know, to th- you know he, what I did he, know he, was very shaky scenes.
0: cam. Did
2: you see that? Oh, the shaky cam. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, for the war, for the war scenes. Yeah, that was that. interesting. Like, yeah.
0: no, not even a war scene. There's a bit where he's praying in church. Okay. And they, like they're filming him, and it's like what you said. It's like one of these scenes where he's very small and mm-hmm. it's very big, yeah, and yeah. they're filming him, and the camera was like. Shaking. And I was like... It's like perspective. When did they start doing that? Yeah, that's interesting. Because that's the thing that drives me kind of nuts Right, It's all over the place. Everything's
2: always shaky cam. You know what bugged me? Was the scenes where he would go down to the battlefield, Uh and he'd he'd find some dying soldier or something, and talk to the dying soldier. And I'm like, where are the medics? (laughs) (laughs) Here's a general (laughs) and a lieutenant colonel you know, on the battlefield, how, how, especially that one. that how one they where, get they're there?
0: In, where they're in France and uh, yeah, in the, ca- the night the, fight. The, yeah, the, yeah. Which was, yeah, by was the way, I think my favorite combat yeah, scene. That was, was pretty bad. Battle, bad the bad night bad battle. Scene, that's, yeah, that's 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 that a good one. The, the one, the uh, Magnificent Bastard scene. Mm-hmm. I thought was really slow paced.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and i driven crazy by the tanks being.
2: Well, that's because you're you're watching it. You're watching it from his perspective, which is pretty far out. Well, but I thought right. that was
0: such a strange decision because, like, for instance, I think they said, and I, I put a note. They said it's a battalion. It's supposed to be a German battalion, yeah, yeah, right? And it's like clearly not enough troops for a battalion. Yeah, and they do this wide sweep, and you can see maybe twelve tanks. I'm yeah, guessing run a lot like of tanks. Two hundred yeah. guys, right? You know, and that's like. Off by an order of magnitude. Yeah. You know, well, no, not no, not, no, not that much. But three or four times smaller than no, the, I totally agree. Yeah, the totally absolute agree. minimum battalion yeah. that could be in combat. And I was like, to me, I see that and I'm like, that's fake. Yeah. That's not enough guys. This is a dinky little tactical right. engagement, you know, right. like, but but they're trying to go for this wide scope of a battle. And I was like, I could have used Do
2: you ever see I've never seen that done though. Have you ever never see... seen a
0: World War II battle? Uh, conveyed in the scale of what it would be. Okay. You know? So I was just about to say, you, you have you seen
2: of? the the longest day? Yes. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. But it's mostly movie. tactical engagements. I mean, it's right. mostly small. So members. there's there's yeah. a part there, where it shows the German perspective of what what it looked like to look out and the see the yeah the yes. ships. Yes. Yes. And it yes. it just filled the entire screen. Yeah. 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 And That's you're like good. Holy That's, crap. That's what it reminded me like they were trying to do. Right. When I saw that scene, I was I went back to that movie, which is probably it must have been early sixties also, like sixty two, sixty three maybe of longest day. day. Yeah. I think it might be in the fifties. Think so? I think it's John Wayne. It, it, it could have been. It could have been.
0: Sean Connery's a baby in that movie.
2: Yeah. Well everybody they had no, You know, no. so I would
0: guess that's more like nineteen fifty
2: seven, yeah. something like that. It's pretty early, yeah. It's pretty early. You're probably right. 58, 58, but I was I thought back to that. I was like, that it looked like that's what they were trying to go for, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but they just didn't do it. And 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 in the longest day, I mean, I don't know if they actually if they're I don't know how they filmed that. I'd like to to research and see how they filmed that. But it's like, you know how wide Lawrence of Arabia is, like the big desert shots, Mm -hmm. right? It's huge. They did that, nothing but ships on the channel, and you're like. Holy crap! And, and that was what the Germans yeah. said. They're like, "Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> the invasion's happening, they, and it's huge." Yeah. You know? I mean, I can't.
0: I can't think of a movie that's got a really convincing, like armored battle. In other words, like the kind of scale where you'd be talking. I, I, I can't think of anything hmm. other than like CGI. You know, Star Wars right. tank battles. And, you well, know. that's
2: the thing is they they use real they use real equipment. There's they did no models it, yeah. there or is. models yeah, yeah. rather yeah. nothing yeah. like that. It um, was much
0: more effective when they got down to the ground and filmed yes. like it looked individual good tanks. That way. It right. looks really cool. Yeah, but when they really boy, cool. when they pull back yeah. you're like, mm, yeah, that's yeah. not I'm not right. getting the full scope of yeah. you know, of, of what's going on But can well, you like, imagine like seeing like the Battle of Kursk? You know, like kay. we're talking about thousands of tanks and hundreds of thousands yeah. of men. Yeah. Like can you imagine I've never seen that in a film. We saw, I saw the movie Enemy at the Gates right. uh, with... It um, didn't have that was that was a skill. Jou- Jou- it was pretty good. Yeah, Jou- it right. yeah. It's a good movie. That on. was pretty good. I like that. Um, it wasn't as good as I hoped. It There was a weird rapey sex scene yeah. in the middle of it that threw yeah. me off. I was like, why, why do I have to watch this? Well, They had to,
2: they had to inject the whole love story into I know, but why in that way? Like, it was just... Uh, <laughs> no. I was like, what, what
0: just happened? a Russian? Yeah. I, it think, was, I think Russians have normal sex... I don't, they, they, they don't. Have they have rapey yeah. I don't think. so. Oh, I think it's in the middle of a war sense. zone. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: think that's the thing. <laughs> well, speaking of Band of Brothers, the the, the magic of, of film, like in Band of Brothers, you have there's that one scene, and I can't remember which episode it is, but it's where they uh, they're taking keratin or something, and there's like the scene where they're saved by Patton's Third Army. Um, where they're fighting, like, like oh,
0: probably the, when they're in the Battle of the Bulge.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It was before the Battle of the Bulge. Okay. You see the the tanks pull up, and they're they're doing this whole huge tank battle, and if I remember correctly, that whole scene, and you see there's all these tanks, and they're shooting each other. I think that was shot with like four tanks. Yeah. And it was like probably you see it like twenty five or thirty or forty tanks, and all they do is like. Do it and then okay, let's move over to here now. Right. And they just superimpose well, it. Well you so. like
0: trick people, right? You yeah, know, yeah. You don't you don't like show the monster. Like,
2: yeah, me, like well, Memphis Memphis Bell. The movie Memphis Bell. I didn't see that. You ever saw Memphis Bell? Oh maybe, it was a fantastic maybe, movie. Maybe. That was the one with the B seventeen Flying Fortress. I did see Had that. Harry Connick Jr. in it of maybe. all people as a as a tail gunner. But um with Matthew Modine, I think it was the pilot. Yeah, that well, sounds it was, familiar, actually. It was actually,
0: a, no, it was actually was a pretty good movie. It's like their last mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's like I the 25th it's,
2: mission, yeah. and then they get yeah, to go yeah. home, and it's a total disaster. But that one shows like these formations of these B-17s, and it shows them taking off, like one after the other, and everything else. And it turned out there were just like two planes. And all they did was oh, yeah, they yeah. just they just filmed them in different positions, Doesn't, and they put them band, all together. Doesn't
0: band, band of Brothers have... A sequence? Don't they go in as airborne? They're, yeah. They, they're airborne. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so they do don't the same thing. not they show the battle? Yeah. Like, they're, they're well, there's
2: there's there's a scene where they're taking off, and it was with um. I can't remember. I just the side. remember a bunch of gliders and like explosions no. around the gliders
0: and stuff. No one Maybe gliders. Like it was other.
2: like a. It was like a. Oh, I can't remember the name of the plane. It was a. It was a iconic twin engine plane that they would they would jump out of. Oh. Um, oh. I, I mean, they, they used them all the way up until to, to like the the you know, the Berlin airlift was, they use these planes for There's a famous cargo yeah. plane. They use Anyway, but there's only like three or four of those in existence. And mm. so what they did is they just filmed it over and over, taken off with different yeah, numbers sure. on it and everything else. Sure. And they would just decorate it different, you know, differently. So it looks like there's this huge fleet of them.
0: Yeah. They used, they, they had like the two plane. planes in Patton. Mm-hmm. Not German planes, by the way, painted to look like. Heinkel. <laughs> I saw those. Yeah, painted to yeah. look yeah. like a Heinkel sa- 111. But yeah. it was it's the some, same plane. Some, some American plane that were pulled. strafing everything but over and over. And you know what I kept thinking? Mm. the Same thing. Red Dawn connection. Kept thinking about that one goddamn Huey that keeps showing up. like, and like yeah. shooting at everybody. No, it was coming. a
2: Hind. In 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 Red Dawn, it was a Hind. H i n d. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Um, Which, yeah, but it was the same one. But it was the same one. Same one. Every time, yeah. It was a big problem for the (laughs) Russians. I don't know why, but it's pretty funny. I remember,
0: like, when I was a kid, people asking me, like, if we got invaded by Russia, you think we'd only be able to have one helicopter? And I'm like, well, yeah. There's, they, yeah. The whole, there's a whole war going on. Yeah, yeah. Never not, know. They were like, oh, I thought it was just this town that got invaded by, <laughs> by Russians. I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Remember, yeah. There's that one part where he's like, everything below, you know, everything north of he gave, he gives de- the whole situation. Den- Denver is like totally gone. You know, everything south of Denver you know, came is in, free land or something. Came in,
0: we stopped them at the Mississippi
1: River, yeah, at Cheyenne, there. and at yeah. the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, and that's
0: that's that's the battle lines pretty much solidified since then because we don't want to use nukes on our own territory and they don't want to... You know, yeah, yeah. So. All that. Yeah, of course, it was a It did make some strategic sense, but th- what I kept thinking, I was like, you telling me they left us the coasts <laughs> and they're trying to send troops to Mexico? <laughs> to, to, well, we, the, we can't The we Midwest. Can't no, the, no yeah. the
2: best place to invade America is the Midwest.
0: There's a lot of food. Take over our grains. I mean, the, the, the objective was to get food because yeah. they'd had a bad harvest in the Ukraine.
2: Take so. over our grains. And yeah. there you go. Did you ever see the newest... Red Dawn?
0: Because I have Oh, it was terrible. It's like North so Korea, bad. right?
2: Didn't North Korea invade us? Or North Ke- it
0: was China originally, uh-huh. which at least would be feasible. But we can't do that in because terms of they
2: probably they probably actually financed the movie. so Well, it, can't yeah, do that.
0: exactly. I mean, it, it was just you couldn't do it today. Yeah. We don't hate the Chinese. Actually, I don't think we ever really hated the Russians, but we were afraid of them. Yeah. You know, so it made sense to me in the 80s. Oh, my God. What I hated the Russians
2: hated. when I saw Rocky IV. Wow, hated, that's different. Hated that's different. Hated them. Yeah. Totally. Draw By the go.
0: way, that was a German. I know. You Dolph But I got to see Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. We went to... I um, heard he's awesome. We were at the... He's like a chemical engineer or something like that. We were at the premiere for uh, Shazam. And Shazam. we just watched the red carpet for Shazam. Oh, and yeah, And yeah, Dolph yeah. Lundgren showed up, and I was like,
2: I can't believe He-Man is right across the oh street my God. from me. It was so yeah. exciting. Like, yeah. I'm, that guy's pretty awesome, though. So he's got... So that guy has, I think, a master's degree in chemical engineering.
1: Okay.
2: He was... Uh, so he's like six five or something like that. He was a kickboxing champion back in those in those days, and just looked like you know the ultimate, right? You know, Russian Drago. I must break you. But the guy is totally brilliant. I mean, completely. I'm sure. Up- I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's a top notch guy. You just say it because he's German. Yeah. Yeah. Smart guys. Smart. If he was Slavic, you'd be like, oh, he's a... Yeah, he's terrible.
0: I have nothing against the Yugoslavs. Although they don't heard. exist anymore. They're under Yugoslavs <laughs> anymore.
2: But right, so you can say whatever you want about. That's it. true. That's true. We could actually probably bash Yugoslavia. You know, that's I a great. That's own. a great point. We could bash, you know, countries that aren't. Can we finally like, countries that don't exist yeah, anymore? Like, absolutely. I cannot
0: stand Austro-Hungarians. Oh, oh, they're one geez, they are the most, worst.
2: <laughs> they're the worst. Ooh. Smell bad. I
0: actually really like Austrians. Yeah. I'm actually totally into Hungarians. I love
2: Hungarians. Austro-Hungarians. Austro. I cannot stand Czechoslovakians?
0: Yeah, they suck. Czechs are cool. <laughs> Slovaks are Yeah, Slovaks cool. Cool. Czechoslovakians? Right. I don't like that. Swabians? I don't even know what a Swabian is, but they probably are. Probably, yeah. Serbs? No, Serbs exist. Yeah, Serbs exist. We have yeah, Serbs. Yeah. We, yeah. we got be nice to Serbs. What, we, what, what isn't around anymore? There's no Macedonia now? Mesopotamia? No, right? no, they call their uh, country North Macedonia now. They have right, an agreement Macedonia. with Greece that Greece has Mesopotamia. Mas-
2: Mesopotamia? Mas- we don't really have Mesopotamia. No. it's just
0: Iraq. And then other areas of That gets there.
2: tricky, though, because like, some people still call themselves Persians. That's They're Iran. Like, Iran, I know, but they, yeah. they consider yes. themselves Persians. Yeah, yeah. Themselves. Persian
0: is the Greek word yeah. for Iranians. Right. And yes, most of the people I know who are of right. Iranian descent refer to themselves as Persians. So it's confusing. But you're supposed to say Iran mm-hmm. because right. that's in their language. In Farsi, that's what they call Sumerian?
2: themselves. Ooh, Sumerians.
0: Sumerians you can crap on. Yeah. There's not a lot of them left. They suck. There's not a lot of them left. Sumerians, actually, I met an Assyrian once. Did you? Assyrians are in Iraq, and you're Christian. Hmm. If you're Catholic, you're a Chaldean. Hmm. And if you're Orthodox, you're an Assyrian. So Assyrians Hmm. are real people who still exist. Hmm. They don't don't actually have anything to do, I don't think, with Nebuchadnezzar and the Assyrian Empire. Hmm. But they do exist. So we have to be nice to them. Okay. They, They exist. Corinthians? There are people in Corinth, the city in Greece. I mean, like, you know, Thessalonians. Are we just going to go through the books of the Bible? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah.
2: Where did Paul write letters to?
0: <laughs> Lots of different places. Yeah. He, was, he was an epistle-dropping m f. So.
2: All right, so uh, the, the question that we have to ask, finally. What
0: was the most surprising thing? Okay,
2: so yeah, uh, most surprising. Thing. Well, actually... I know okay.
0: mine. I definitely have mine.
2: All right, hold on. Let me, let me think about this for a minute. Most surprising... I, I left my I have you have two, a home to go to well I have yeah. I have two small children they're still in diapers small my, and children and my, uh, my wife works child? nights and uh, I figured you know they're in a laundry basket in the closet right so you know they won't go anywhere they're fine probably not yeah they're fine probably uh, not they're fine the dogs plus watch. if you whack
0: them on the head before you go out they'll
2: sleep well, or the dogs watch you. oh okay, you know? okay. And, it's, and it's Pitbull yes well yeah yeah the new one that doesn't know them but um, alright so surprising thing
0: gosh did anything surprise you? You you you're pretty familiar with the movie. I, I saw it I once. Am. My yeah, dad used am. to get classic movies mm-hmm. and have me watch them with him when I was like eight mm-hmm. years old. And sometimes I would get something out of them, and yeah. sometimes I'd just be waiting for the movie
2: to be over. But okay, so I this is kind of this remember. is something that I've gotten out of it every time I've watched it. Okay, it's the juxtaposition with his. He, they call him Blood and Guts or Blood and Guts Patton. Right. Okay. So his tenderness, which, like, by
0: the way, is a really good concoction for greasing the wheels of your tank treads, according to him.
2: According to him, yes. So. <laughs> um, but so there's, and there, I think there might be three scenes, two scenes for sure. Um, so you have a scene where he's in the hospital before he slaps the the guy with shell shock. Um, talks to
0: the guy from California. Uh,
2: no, no, it's the guy when he when he pins the he pins the purple heart mm-hmm. on the guy's pillow. Yeah. And, and like whispers he whispers in his ear. Yeah, you we, don't, we don't know what he's saying. You don't know, know what he's that, saying. Right. You know, and and he gets up. Okay, so is that one. And then when he kisses that one captain. Right. And I think there's another part. I can't remember. I think he did it a, a third time. But they... they sh- Mostly he just really loves the guys who actually fight. But I don't... So what does he love? This is what you got to think about. What does he love? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is he saluting memorializing you know giving tribute to the spirit of the fighter as a generic okay or these guys does he really give a crap about this one dude from you know bob standwich from from california or does he you know you did what a soldier is supposed to do god bless you and I, he's I think it's general. I think he's just kind of like, you know, he feels a kinship.
0: It's the, it's the reincarnation thing, right? Mm-hmm. He feels a kinship with anybody who's a warrior. You know? He respects the Germans because yeah. they fight. He respects the guys in his army that, that fight. He slaps a guy in the face if he won't fight. Right. You know? Yeah. And he talks about being a Carthaginian soldier getting murdered by the by the Romans. Mm-hmm. Or not murdered, you know, but killed. But, right. um and I'm like, why would he side with the Carthaginians? Yeah, which Most is. Most people right. side with the Romans, right. I guess. I don't know. I don't
2: know. Maybe not. Maybe the point not is, though, saying. he's a soldier in all the cases, right? He was a soldier in the Napoleonic right. uh, uh, conquest or attempted conquest of Russia. You know, he talks about how bad it was, how cold it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, being a soldier under Alexander the Great, knowing what leadership was about. You know, seeing the, the the Romans, uh you know, sweep into a soldier there. And films in
0: Morocco, by the way, not really Carthage. Right. some some Roman city. In, I know, yeah, uh, that was that was interesting. Maybe as much as five or six hundred centuries after the Punic Wars. Right, like, definitely not
2: anything. To do with the Wars, <laughs> right, but, you know. but the juxtaposition, and it's an obvious juxtaposition. Okay, blood and guts, pray every day, um, worship I mean, worship war. There's a but lot honor of honor the soldier. There's a lot of, of American
0: generals that are famous for their juxtaposition of like yeah. the warrior and the, the, right. the man of God. You know, Stonewall Jackson yeah. is really famous for that. Like just being, we won't even fight a battle on Sunday. Right. Has no problem with killing Gods and God Generals. generals. That, that, did you I mean, I have seen Gods and Generals, okay. yeah, but just in general, uh, Stonewall Jackson's a really fascinating character. But. Um, yeah, Gods and Generals is kinda of ridiculous. Yeah. Like the thing where the thing where he's like talking to the black guy and he's like, Oh, I really hope you won't be a slave when I'm like yeah, dude, dude, may, maybe yeah. don't fight for the country yeah. that's fighting for slavery if you don't think slavery is a good thing. Oh, I was gonna
2: look it up. I wonder if his orderly that sergeant was really I know.
0: The only black guy really in the black. movie, yeah. The only black guy in the entire movie is like shining his boots for him. But that's the reality. But we had a segregated <sighs> army in World War II. You, know yeah. I mean? they were, you did not have common soldiers but either. see the
2: thing is that that particular job would have been a badass job to have of course it would have been you know so, you I know mean,
0: where I think it might come from huh? it may come from George Washington because George Washington was very close to his personal attache mm-hmm. who was technically I think might have been his slave James Brown I suppose is, that, is that his name I think so yeah. I can't remember but they had a relationship they were like really really close together they yeah. like mutual respect Like from everything I've read not you know, I mean, he's a slave. We always have to keep that in mind. Right. You know, yeah. this is not a mutually respecting relationship and yeah. you can sell somebody, but um, maybe that maybe it was drawing on that on some level. Any American generals always answer. Actually that that
2: would be a real good one to look it up. Let me let me, let me just look
0: Well. So I'll say what my most surprising thing okay. was is the pearl handled revolvers. Ivory. Being made of ivory. Yeah. That surprised me.
2: Because only uh, a only New Patton Orleans with... pimp or whatever.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I literally associate Patton with pearl handled revolvers to this day. That's the phrase that comes into my hand. but not the case. It's their ivory. I don't know why that's a distinction. I don't know why that's. <laughs> I don't know why one is better than the other. Right? Again, maybe it's a Washington reference. He had like ivory teeth, didn't they? Or actually, they had teeth made from human beings. That was Washington. Anyway, that was my most surprising thing. So that's a pretty small thing. That is a pretty small thing, but that was the thing that really surprised. Otherwise, the movie was exactly what I thought it was. Yeah, not having—had you seen this before? Like I said, I think it was one of the movies my dad had me watch when I was a kid. Okay, a lot of those are in one ear and out the other. Right. Yeah, I I did. I did remember it slightly, but essentially, the movie was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Otherwise, I didn't really learn a lot about World War II. Uh, It's interesting that Omar Bradley was involved. Mm-hmm. With the film. That that's an interesting I didn't know yeah. that. And that and that definitely colors my perception of what they're saying about Patton is that they right. had to consult with his like probably biggest enemy.
2: Well, that I don't, enemy I don't would, know. I mean
0: here's a thing. Certainly a
2: rival. You know. Nobody ever he never he never fessed up to animosity with Patton. He never he was a professional. Well, Omar he Bradley. Was a, he was a politician. Omar Bradley. He no, he wasn't. he wasn't. He wasn't. No, I mean that's why he had five stars. Well, he was. He was I know, but he was. He well, politician right. in the sense of he kept his freaking mouth shut right. about stuff. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't mean. You know, he kept. He, ever... he kept trying to get Pat to keep his mouth shut too. But I mean, he never fessed up to animosity. That was the one thing I remember yeah. from being a kid. Was his aide sitting there going, "Don't
0: forget the Russians." Don't forget, Don't the, forget Russians. The, Russians. And the, the Russians. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah.
2: But so, all right. So I'm going to digress now. Imagine, perish the thought. Yeah, I know, right? Do you have a favorite World War II movie?
0: A favorite World War II movie. So I enjoyed Band of Brothers. Okay. Um, I video. saw Saving Private Ryan, and it really like struck me but it didn't you know you, know, I knew, you don't want to be a d-day that's, yeah. that's bad news yeah i always enjoy the longest day no yep. i saw that when i was a kid and it stuck i actually do remember yeah. it it gives like a but it you know it's just the one operation that happens over the course of the movie and so there's right a lot of, just d-day yeah. favorite world war ii movie though yeah i don't know i mean i actually really like the great escape
2: that's a good movie. That was not really about the war. No, it's not. But it's fun. Know. That was a fun movie. That I is a good like movie, that. though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you got? Uh, let's see. The Longest Day is um, is one of my favorites. Uh, Bridge Too Far. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I read the book of it. Cornelius um, Ryan. I read his book. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Big Red One is fantastic yes. as well. It's got Luke Skywalker. Yeah, right? it does. Uh, it also has Revenge of the Nerds. What um, yeah huh. really Poindexter? The, yeah, like Poindexter, Manga? the main guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, um, um, he was telling the story. He's a narrator, in fact. Okay. Um, I actually did very
0: much enjoy Inglorious Bastards, but Inglourious, it's, it's Bastard. ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. That's anti. That, that's anti-history but too. But that
2: scene,
0: that well, yeah, right. It's like yeah. an ultimate. It's like Harry Turtledove. though. Right. Like, the scene where they're in that bar, and it's like all tense. Yeah, and yeah. He's like trying to pretend to be German, and he makes a mistake with the. That scene is. Well, awesome. that was I okay. So that. Quentin
2: Tarantino with what he can do with that's tension like a semiotic with, statement. With I tension is amazing. Because there's, there's, a, there's a scene in Oh, the that, bit at the beginning where he goes into
0: the house and he's looking for the Yeah, first yeah, yeah. And like, well, the, yeah, uh, And they're
2: underneath there. Yeah, Yeah, that's um, really good. But the, the there's a scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You've seen that, right? I have, but I really like okay. that. Yeah, that. So there's good. that scene in Once Upon Time and Brad Pitt is beating the crap out of the hippie guy that, that knifed mm. his tires. And he tells yeah. him, you know, and he just beating the crap out of him. And, yeah, that is and they, and they go up and get Tex. It's text. tense before that. And though. they go up and get text and they're like, you know, so-and-so's beating the crap out of this, this, you know, what's his name? And and so he was riding back. And you just know that there's going to be this confrontation between Brad Pitt and Tex. And you're like, oh my, and, and you know, we know the history of Tex. We know Tex is a serial killer mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And then Tex gets back just as he's driving away. Mm-hmm. So you're like, Whew,
1: yeah, because I just, yeah. you know, there's no, that, that is a good bit. That whole I actually really enjoyed that like, room. oh my gosh. Oh my I gosh.
0: put that one on sometimes in the evening. What I'll do is I'll put on a movie because I don't have time to watch feature length films. Ah. So I put that one on. Because he's,
2: he's really busy, ladies and gentlemen. No, he's, he's, a, no, he's just, kids, busy just kids. Busy. Just the kids
0: yeah. go to sleep at like. If I'm lucky, I get at, I get done with it at nine thirty. 30 right. I put on the movie and I had like a glass of scotch and I started watching it and like watched the whole thing. Yeah, like stayed Oops. up till yeah. one in the morning right. drinking whiskey and like watched the whole movie. And I loved it. It's just, that's yeah, it, it's really good. I, I knew a hundred percent where he was going. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to be this counter historical. Yeah. you know, like of course they, they were going to yeah. you know. Like, it would be spoiler fu- alert. It would be fun, murder super murder bloody, everything devil. else. Yeah, and,
2: yeah so, he he just he's he's a master at that. But you know. So, uh, Bridge Too Far, have you seen that? Oh, yes. you said you read, yes. read the movie, yes. yeah, or read the book, rather. Okay. It's
0: got. Um, uh, that one has Sean Connery as well. Elliot Gould. I always liked Elliot Gould. Anything Gould's Elliot has, right. for some reason. That one actually. Like that. Okay,
2: so Bridge Too Far has Elliot Gould, Robert Redford, James Kahn, mm-hmm. Con, Sean Connery. Yeah,
0: there's a bunch of people that have spent parts. Oh, so, yeah. They, they, big, it's, so it's like many. Longest Day. It's almost yeah. like a spiritual yeah. sequel to Longest Day. It really it Because really the Longest is, Day yeah. is
2: chock full of.
0: Famous yeah, actors, Robert right? yeah. Mitchum, everybody and, at the and, time, John Wayne, yeah. and like all these people in various uh, different roles. What's that
2: one guy from the uh, from the Rat Pack that was uh, didn't really have a fun? Uh, what the hell is his name? Dean Lee
0: or Dean Martin? No, I'm Dean Martin. Um, uh, there's Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra. Some uh,
2: Ocean's Eleven, the original Ocean's Eleven. Yeah,
0: I, I, don't, I don't, got it. God, what the hell's the not, is Rat there? Pack is a, is a thing that I never i never that. Yeah, I, nobody, my dad's like
2: the wrong age to have exposed oh, me to that. I so. can't remember the guy's name. He was, he was a, you know he was like, you know, one of the soap opera type, you know, type actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, anyway, yeah. But he's, he's in The Longest Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I saw that. It so. you know, was interesting, is is all of our favorite World War II movies, we didn't mention one Pacific one. I think Thin Red Line is a fantastic yeah. movie. Thin Red Line was a bit of a disappointment for me.
0: I'm Thought really so. looking forward to that. The book was great. Uh, did I read the book? I don't remember. I read Norman Mailer. Norman Mailer did a Pacific campaign on the Pacific, the HBO one. It's yeah. good. With uh, uh so that one
2: that one was based on there's a book called A Helmet for My Pillow, mm. which is fantastic. And that was Eugene Sledge, right? That was about that guy Lecky, the um, the main character from the very beginning of that, that show. Uh, okay. oh, uh, Leckie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leckie, the guy Leckie. that was on Guadalcanal,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: right. The one that, that ends up training guys because he gets hurt, yeah. That book, uh, not the kid from Jurassic Park.
2: Right. So the book, uh, Go Kindle, um, A Helmet for My Pillow. Okay. Fantastic. And it, it's like 250 pages, so I mean, you'll be done with it in no time at all. Um, fantastic book. Um, it was that one, and it was... So it was that book, and it was like two or three books. One of them was about Chesty Polar, the the, uh, the marine. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, one um, of them
0: was by the Jurassic Park kid yeah. character. it's Eugene Sledge I think Eugene Sledge okay. and it's like with the fighting I can't remember I can't remember what the book's called yeah. but that one's uh, yeah but that's right there's not a lot about Empire of the Sun but that's from the British perspective Yeah, which is a weird thing about the Pacific campaign there's probably a kid it, really really it. Oh, counts I mean the kid gets you know I, I enjoyed that movie when I was a kid actually I like that one that's Christian Bale is like a baby yeah yeah um. Uh, there's. Is there anything about
2: the Pacific Theater? I mean, it's just. Yeah, South Pacific.
0: Yeah, right. Is that about World War II? <laughs> I
2: don't know. I don't think so. I was dancing. I don't think that's like about World I think it might War have been.
0: Or... That's Navy. And... Oh, uh, From Here to Eternity.
2: Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah a that was big the... one, but that's
0: about Pearl Harbor. It's Pearl a Harbor, different. yeah. And when they did yeah. Pearl Harbor, the film with Ben Affleck, they just in a lot of ways remade that was a it's, it's God, so that was much a like it's movie. so much like that but then they have to like put the war and so they put the Doolittle Raid into it uh, it's, like,
2: it's like shoehorned into the I movie know. and you're like what are we God, doing that, like? was, that, was a, that was one of the worst movies. From Here and to
0: Eternity same. is so much better so yeah, I think it's Frank Sinatra right? yeah, yeah Frank Sinatra sure, um,
2: Ernest Borgnine Born who's the guy with the big
0: jaw that's like making out with the girl on the beach it's um
2: yeah not Robert Mitchum? no 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 it's not Robert Mitchum it's um oh my God Bert Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster Burt Lancaster yeah. yeah and then uh... Portland right he's he's fatty maybe yeah yeah I think that, so. he's I the think one so. with the switchblade that, in, that he gets gets yeah.
0: in a fight with I think he's like the other guy in the movie he's, he's like the, the the comic relief almost
2: Ernest yeah isn't he? no like, he's he? he's fatty he's the one that that uh, knifes uh, Frank Sinatra and knifes oh. and uh, and that the the hero kills and gets stabbed by. Oh okay. Uh, All right. I don't remember it that well. He was like a sergeant, and, and I just remember he's...
0: being surprised by how adult that movie was. Yeah. Like there's this for sort of... for the like, time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for no, I don't night. think it is for the time. I think there were a lot of adult for movies for the fifties or something like that. I think movies were sophisticated back then. Like mm. when you actually watch *Gone with the Wind*, the whole thing that goes on with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. The whole yeah. thing is pretty sophisticated. baby, Losing a baby. Like, losing grown up, a baby like, yeah. Everything absolutely. else yeah. like, grown-up stuff. Yeah. Like. That's true. It's not. It's not. It's not for kids, you know. Yeah. And it's not what you think it's going to be. That's right. something we should probably watch sometime. That'd be a fun one to. That'd be a fun one to talk about. Which was that,
1: that...
2: Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind. Oh, it's my yeah.
0: wife's favorite movie, by the way. That would be fun. She wants to come on as a guest. I think that'd be a fun one. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You know what she wants to do? The but Searchers. The searchers? Yeah. The John Wayne? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: Lie. she just
0: really liked it she watched it recently she's like catching up on old movies yeah. and she watched it and she was like I want to talk about it True's is a movie. good one so Rooster saying,
2: Cogburn the original Rooster Cogburn movie. and True Grit okay, yeah yeah True Grit's yeah. good
0: I like that uh, one True I like Grip, actually yeah. really liked the new one do you? The, uh, the do you like one it better one. than
2: be- than the uh, original? One? no but it's good it's yeah. a different take and it's, more, it's it's truer to the source material you know what, an interesting Uh, John Wayne movie is uh, The Shootist have you ever seen that no
0: I gotta catch up on all these John Wayne movies that's
2: when so John Wayne it was like 79 and it has um, oh crud Uh, Richie Cunningham uh, Ron Howard Ron Howard's in it Um, oh Richie Cunningham that's funny see I think of him as Opie yeah I know Uh, so it has has Ron Howard in it and um, John Wayne is like is this old like assassin basically right you watch the movie and John Wayne looks like he weighs about 170 pounds Hmm. you realize that he's in the throes of stomach cancer yeah that sucks and and the movie is about a old gunslinger who's dying nice and it was like his not swan song that's why
0: they gave him that's why they gave him an Academy Award for True Grit it's very similar Yeah. yeah well I kind of think we're getting towards the end of talking about Patton um, okay. The question: Are we toasting this classic?
2: God, this is this is think? a tu- this is a tough one. Um, I don't know. I mean, one part of me is like, well, you know, it's got an Academy Award for all this stuff. You know, for best director, best uh, actor. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Did he get, not win for best actor? No, he got it, okay. but but he didn't pick it up. He didn't claim it. Uh, uh, was Scott, he
0: protesting Leonard Peltier no something? no no
2: he was protesting competition amongst actors because actors shouldn't act in competition with other actors they act as artists wow what a douchey thing to protest. right <laughs> yeah. however he did accept the, the American Film Critics award for best actor so hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that means yeah, you know, know. He, he accepted that one but not the, the anyway that's um, yeah, kind of a douchey thing to do yeah. Um, so, was it a good movie? I like the movie. It's a good movie. Okay. I mean, judging it um, it for its time, right? Don't you? If, if, if you look up to 1970, so you're looking at like 50 years, maybe, of movie history, four years of movie history. Depending on what you call movies, yeah. yeah I guess. I mean, Academy um, Awards go back to 27, right? Yeah, in the 20s, for right. sure. So,
0: um, so. I mean, Birth of a Nation. That's before that. <laughs> right? You know? yeah. Boy, that would be fascinating to do a podcast on. That uh, would be bold. I don't know if it would. Be bold. I've never seen it. I don't know Actually, no, I did see it once out, I was man. little. It was like one of the ones my dad showed. My dad's a big film buff. Yeah. He did show it to me, and I took nothing from it. So it I'd have be to watch it again. is,
2: is Russia had a, a movie.
0: Potemkin? Battleship Potemkin?
2: No. it's it's, it's it, was a, it was almost like a birth of a nation, but it was like a day of life in Russia. And it was hmm. um, made after the revolution, okay. And it was showing, you know, industry in in Russia. And
1: oh, this is like it a propaganda. A, piece. Yes, yeah. yeah. It'd it be like silent, watching um, a What film. are the Nazi ones? There's Nazi ones too. It's like yeah, Journal, it's a, yeah,
0: not Journal of the Wills, but there's yeah, there's Triumph, no one. Triumph, Triumph, Triumph of, of the Wills. Yeah, Triumph of the, Wills. the Will. Yeah, but
2: Russia had one like that too. Journal yeah. of the Wills is the yeah. Star Wars thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally different. <laughs> That's funny,
0: but. In any case, General, okay. So are why was we, he naming something after it? Sounded so much like I don't know. George Lucas. I'm calling you to task on that. Journal of the Will sounds well, a lot like Triumphal. Well, Will. he had a lot of Nazi references. Yeah, know. but mostly negative. Yeah, mostly but mostly anti-Nazi, which I think is something we can all maybe you didn't all, know about that. You know? Huh.
2: So yeah. are we toasting this classic?
1: Are um, we toasting this?
0: Are you toasting this classic? I am, I'm I'm going to have my own
2: take. I'm going to say yes. I am toasting this classic, and I'm going to say I'm going to say completely on George C. Scott's performance yes I think that's probably um, the way to go yeah. because uh, he you know if it had been uh, like one degree less just one degree less like he, he toned it down a little toned little it down or, just yeah, one degree do that. or somebody else this movie would not be the same movie right he obviously stole the show it was about him mm-hmm. it was it was it was focused on him anyway he elevated, but he elevated himself through his performance mm-hmm. above everything else, above everyone else, and he, he certainly stands he, out. He, he created this, this. I think of George C. Scott's face mm-hmm. when I think of Patton, Patton. I know, even though versus Patton. Patton, yeah, yeah, like the yeah Patton. instead of Patton, but yeah. so, like, look, Patton is this enigmatic, weird, right? Like fictional, half fictional, half you know real character that we don't know at all, right. that... Um,
0: well, real people don't make morality plays, you know, yeah, they're just I mean, the real people. They're,
2: they're just, they're, and they're weird. I mean, real people are weird, right? right. And he brought that to life,
1: yeah. you know, and he, he, and he
2: gave us, he gave us a lot of the weird and a lot of the, uh, yeah, magnificent, and because, I mean, whatever you can say about Patton, you know, he slapped a guy, but... The guy was a brilliant tactician and he was a badass and you know yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna toast him
0: all right you're gonna you're gonna toast the, the film or Patton himself
2: I'm gonna toast the film because the film is the is the is the, yeah yeah that's what we're doing yeah,
0: yeah I um it's exactly what I thought I mean George C. Scott like that's that's the movie yeah that's the movie that's why it's best picture it's right. got big shots you know it's about world war ii i don't think it's a best picture otherwise without him i think he's i think this is a best actor film and not a best picture even though i mean i'm aware one best picture but i don't i'm not seeing it on that scale otherwise when i watch the film especially like if you go and watch this movie now it's the combat scenes are slow yeah there's not a lot of intensity to them you've you've seen saving private ryan you're going to be like oh
2: Pretty disappointed.
0: It's like watching Napoleonic warfare, people <laughs> lining up in rows, and some of the guys fall down. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It's not clutching uh, their
2: chest. Yeah.
0: It's not. Yeah. A guy gets killed very close up on camera. One of his aides huh. gets killed during the strafing. Double it. Guy's just dead. They yeah. just look at him and they're like, ah, oh, so weird. The yeah. bullet came so close to him that he just died. Afraid, right, right.
2: You know? Put him in my, my GPS. So
0: that's a little weird. Uh, there's a couple of, There's some bloody bits actually front loaded. The scene of Kasserine Pass where the Arabs are like looting the corpses yeah, yeah. there's some pretty bloody bits there but then the rest of the movie is kind of yeah. anesthetic a little bit right. but anyway don't watch it as a war movie to get your dose of combat and violence but uh, George C. Scott's worth watching um, so yeah I'm toasting it cool I'm toasting it let's toast this classic right. cheers drink up and it's com- it's uh, Armagnac that we're drinking today Chateau de something though
2: Chateau de Briard Armagnac, Baron de Pichon Lalande. Right. So next time we are going to uh, toast a video game.
0: Oh, is that what we decided on?
2: Okay. And that's what I decided on. Clint has the Clint has the conch. So, so. Let's see, uh, it's the it's the free it's a free week where you can do anything and okay. uh, anything
0: anything that's classic. Essentially, the philosophy is: is it considered a classic? And right. then and then
2: the third week is you can do anything. And then after that, it's back to a book. Right, right. Okay. So 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 this is the third week and. Uh, uh, I've got, got this one. So uh, we will announce it next next week. Oh, we i not do doing... Oh, he's teasing us. Right. <laughs> I am.
0: All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. That's episode two in the books. For those playing along at home, get some schnapps for next week's episode where we'll be talking about the classic Wolfenstein video games. If you'd like to get in touch, send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, your comments, complaints or corrections, whatever, Check out my blog at TheAttractiveNuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at at AttractiveNuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics.